WGRS Talk is made possible by the Anchor app. If you've never heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's absolutely free and allows you to make your own podcast on your phone or on your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can make money from your podcast as well without a minimum membership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. So, go and download your Anchor app for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show. Talk. Hello, sisters and brothers. Welcome to another episode of WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. This is your host, your brother from another mother, spreading cosmic love everywhere I can. Wolf Hemora in your ears, in your minds, and in your souls. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you very much for joining me for another great episode uh, here on the podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I hope everybody's still staying safe from uh, Omicron and Delta and uh, XYZ, whatever. I'm sick of this pandemic and I, I know everybody is, but we still got to do our part to protect everybody else. And even those who are unvaccinated, we got to protect them too, man, because they're people too. They're annoying as fuck, but <laughs> they're still human beings and we got to be compassionate towards them as well. So I hope they see the light and get their vaccine and uh, stop with all the conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And let's move forward, man. Let's let's go back to... to, uh, to uh, a new normal or something. <laughs> anyway, aside from that, uh, let's see. Uh, some business uh, to be had before we uh, continue with the episode. Um, please subscribe to all the channels that you're listening to this on. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. A lot of you have been subscribing over the over the the, uh, the past couple of weeks, and I truly, truly appreciate appreciate it. And if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the show, uh, please subscribe to YouTube and check out all the the past interviews. These are great conversations with great artists that you're going to enjoy. And if you're uh, listening to this on Spotify, give give it a follow, as well as Apple Music and uh, Anchor. And if you want to give a donation to the show and show your support that way, you can do that as well. And you can do it on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on the World Wide Web. Just go to uh, Anchor and uh, look for the WDRS Live homepage, and there you will see a support button. Just hit that button, and uh, any amount is fine. I got a new, a, a new donor who is uh, donating 90, 99 cents every month. That is so appreciated. The, I have a couple of other donors monthly donors who are giving ten dollars a month much much appreciated any amount is welcome and uh, it will go to the maintenance of the equipment and 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 the uh you know the 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 fees for the for, for the Streamyard website where I, I conduct the interviews and uh, it always goes to the betterment of the show so if you want to donate some money 
man, I would appreciate it so much. Just go to the Anchor app, anchor.fm, and hit that donate support button for WDRS Talk. All right, what else do we got? What else, what else, what else? I am watching a lot of TV these days. I don't know why. I always watch a lot of TV. What are your favorite new shows, man? Uh, Hit me up and uh, suggest some. Anyway, I'd like to suggest some for you guys. Uh, I'm really, I really like the new uh, Star Wars series, The Book of Boba Fett. I think it's really cool that uh, they're connecting everything, even they're connecting stories from The Mandalorian to, you know, the Luke Skywalker saga. And uh, it's creating this bigger picture of what the other characters are going through or have have gone through, you know. And it's funny, it's like when in, during Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, Boba Fett gets thrown into that pit, you know, that that sand desert monster thing. And we thought he died, but apparently he didn't die. <laughs> he got away and now he has his own series. Uh, the cast is great. I think the 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 actors <clears throat> that they chose for for uh, this series are really good. They're not famous actors, but I am not into famous actors, man. I want actors who fit the roles. If they're not famous, I don't care. Just as long as they fit the role and the guy they got for to play Boba Fett is uh, is a really is a really cool actor. I think he's uh, from New Zealand. I think he's Kiwi. Or Australia, I'm not sure. They're two different countries, of course, but they have uh, almost similar accents, so I really can't tell. But I'll I'll do my research. So do check it out, Bob, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. And uh, good news, The Mandalorian was uh, renewed for another season. Uh, sure, what else am I watching? There's so many stuff, man. Um, anyway, hit me up, man. <laughs> and uh, in that spirit of watching TV... This episode is episode 34, and my guest is a very good friend of mine who I've known since high school days. Um, We were part of a youth church community group called Antioch. Uh, I'm sure people my age and a little bit younger still remember that stuff. Uh, It was a great time in my life where I actually, where my social life really started and blossomed and and I came out of my shell. I, you know, I, I was a shy kid. I didn't really have friends in school, you know, but I that's why I, 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 I learned, I've learned how to entertain myself, you know, by myself. But uh, this, this church group, this youth church organization or movement, uh, you know, they really, it, it was a really big impact on my life to open up as a social human being and uh, and especially socializing with the opposite sex because I before that I had no idea how to talk to girls or whatever and you know and and all that stuff you know when you're when you're a teenage kid a teenage boy you know with without any friends or peers that will guide you or 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 older cousins or or uncles that could you know guide you through your social life I didn't have those so it was really in this church group that I really found lifelong friends. And uh, my guest today, her name is Tanya Yuson, and uh, she she happens to be the executive producer and one of the writers for this Netflix series, which is Filipino-produced uh, 
written, directed, everything. It's, it's all 100% all-natural Filipino production called Trece. It's an animated, animated series on Netflix, so please check it out if you haven't yet. It started out as a, as a graphic novel, and uh, they somehow worked really hard to, to make this, this, uh, this series, this animated series, and it's great. Uh, I, I, I uh, finished the whole series in two sittings, and uh, it involves, it involves um, Filipino folklore uh, and, uh, how would I say, folklore uh, monsters and, and, and characters like, like the Capre, the Manananggal, the, 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 what was that? Oh gosh, what else? Uh, um, what is the baby? The Tianak. And they also have zombies in there. They have a zombie episode. And the main character is badass and, and, and her, her sidekicks are badass. Um, it's a really, it's a really great um production series on tv that people who are not familiar with the philippines who are only familiar with filipino food and filipinos who are happy and 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 uh, and friendly and all of that there is another side of philippine filipino culture that is dark and cool and rock and roll and uh this is part of that this series called trece is part of it so uh, do check it out on Netflix. And uh, so, yeah, me and Tanya, we kind of reminisce a bit because we hardly see each other. Um, the, the, the last time I saw uh, talked to her uh, on this interview was maybe in 2016 or 17, something like that. Last time I was in, in the Philippines. And so we kind of reminisce a bit. If you want to skip that part, you're not relating to our stories uh, go ahead, but you know, our, you know, the stories that we tell, I'm, I'm sure some of you can relate to it because we all grow up, man. We were we we were all teenagers once, and uh, you know that's where we that's where we find our our that's where we start to find our true identity. You know, that's the first phase of finding out our 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 identity as people. So so yeah, so here it is, episode thirty four. Uh, executive producer and and writer of the Netflix series called Trece. This is myself and my good friend, Tanya Yuzon. Enjoy. Tanya Yuzon, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you. All the yeah. girls say hi. <laughs> well, thank you. I miss everybody. Yeah, we um, all miss you too. Yeah, the last we saw each other though the last time I was there, which was great. Yeah, that was an epic night. That was, <laughs> that was. <laughs> it was so nice to see all of you, and I have to say this. Okay, I always say this, and I have to say this again. Everyone, all the women there. I'm not going to speak for the guys because they're all. <laughs> all the women in that table, you guys, you ladies, all of you look the same since. Oh my god. You look the same. I don't know. That's why I told I I I said I mean I'm in the company of witches. They're they're, <laughs> so, they, they're using some core some sort of uh, you know youth uh, youth serum or whatever. But 
Yeah, I think so, you need to get your eyes checked, but it's extremely no, kind of you to even say that. <laughs> no, that was no because I'm I'm the type of person when I if I'm comfortable with you, and um, I'm and I see something about you or whatever that I want to say, I'm going to say it. It just comes out. If it's a compliment, it just comes out. If I'm comfortable with the person, you know, if right. we have history or whatever, totally. I'll just come out and say it. But it was the truth. I was like, how can these women look the same? It's not possible. And then I look at the guys and like, you know what? The guys look the same too. I don't know what it is. Maybe. And, you know, I haven't seen from then. I, have, I haven't seen you in like years. Eons. Like, yeah, pretty much. We didn't even yeah. see each other when I was living in L.A. Like, you know, I saw Wally. No, yeah. but you and I didn't even get to, like, meet up, sadly. No. I don't know, maybe the one time with Ian. Didn't Ian and I watch you once? Yeah. I think we watched a gig, but we weren't able to meet up after. Oh. Okay. I watched the three-headed dog gig, I remember. Oh, really? really? Yeah, where, you were amazing. Where was it? Where was LA? It? Somewhere in L.A. It had to be okay. somewhere in L.A. Yeah. I think you did like I don't know where, somewhere in Hollywood maybe. Oh, I don't yeah, remember. Maybe. Maybe, oh, but you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere there. I don't know if we got to meet up after long, but I at least think. I saw you in Manila, so that was. That was yeah, good. yeah, and uh, I'm sure everyone, since it's you, all those people are going to be listening to this episode. <laughs> so, hi guys. Uh, you guys still look awesome and young and vibrant and happy. So I'm so happy to have you guys as friends, you know? Yeah. So, and we've known each other for so long. But I tell you, like, when you said, oh, let's chat. I'm like, that's so fantastic. Because I know we always, and I, I felt that way at that night. And even now, it's like, we mm -hmm. just pick up from wherever we yeah. left off. And yeah. there's no... Time so lost, and it's the no, same. And there's no judgment. It's the same. No, it's the same. And it's, it's exactly just love, the same. You know, it's just love back and forth. It's so great. But you know, one thing I noticed that I that I discovered mm. was um, um, I I don't think we should I sh I won't say her name, but she was funny. She's the sister of their brother and sister. Mm. Okay, so mm. the girl. Mm. I won't say her name, but you know who she is, right? Okay. I never knew she was funny like that. <laughs> Back in the day, because she was, I mean, younger. We, we she was younger. Me. And and I guess maybe, yeah, maybe life experience, you know, she got that sense of humor. I was like, what? Why are you funny? How Hello, look at their family. Their family is funny. Of course, they she's going to be funny. They, yeah, yeah, they are yeah. funny. They are naturally funny, yeah. Yeah. So no, but she's going to have a no, great sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. But like when we were still in high school, because I mean, even if we were hanging out, we never hung out. I mean, the mm. girls hung out and the boys hung out. True, true. And then if at parties, then we all hung out or if it was like a, a weekend or whatever, or, you know, <clears throat> the Antioch stuff, the Luke 18 stuff, then the, we see each other there. Correct, correct. So I never really hung out with her to begin with. So Right. <laughs> So that last meeting, she was cracking jokes. I'm like, God damn, you're funny. <laughs> Holy shit. Where does she really from? is? She She's really funny. Is. So and like, one of my like, favorite and, people. Yeah, and like street, like street funny. Like oh, street yeah. funny. I was like, whoa, dude, this girl's cool. I didn't know she was cool like this before. <laughs> you know? I mean, she's cool, but I didn't know this side of her. I never right. knew. And then I saw, right. I was like, wow, I never knew you were like this. You were funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is, you know, to, for me, that's a compliment. That's a super Yeah, totally, compliment. totally. If a woman has like a gutter sense of humor, oh my God, it's the funniest thing. To and me. you don't and you don't expect it like yeah, anybody you like you feel like oh they're so sweet pero pala wow they yeah, ama exactly. may ask him it's may, the best may ask him may ask him yeah. yeah it's the best yeah it's the best so anyway I mean talking about that I never about you and what you do now and I, everyone's gonna know what you're doing now with the intro that I do at the start. I never knew it's like Tanya and anime. What the what? The? <laughs> so that's so that's my discovery for you here when you when you came out in Trece. I was like, I didn't even know that you were involved. Um, hmm. You know, uh, um, uh, mutual friend Marceline. She um, she mentioned the Trece thing, and I really didn't get it because there was still no publicity happening on hmm. Facebook. So I yeah. didn't know what it was. And actually so. not so much for like abroad or like LA per mm-hmm. se or the US. It was really concentrated in the Philippines. So understandably for like for the US and other places, it's really Pinoy word of mouth. Right. Yeah. How it how it get, how it got around. Oh yeah, it got around word of mouth really because um and then when I saw you start posting the when the posters were up in Manila already yeah. and you were posting pictures, yeah. Oh, I was like, what? Why? Okay, Tanya's promoting this. Maybe she's involved in some way. Somehow. And then, and then when I see the first episode, fucking, oh, part of my French, fucking executive producer Tanya, you said, I, 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 I sit up. I know her. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, did I know her. That's my friend. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I was so proud. I'm like, holy shit. No wonder oh she's God. promoting the thing. Because she's the, <laughs> she's the freaking boss. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was the coolest thing, man. That was the coolest thing because, yeah, it's just cool. I'm I'm all the way here and I see your name on a show on Netflix that's representing our country, our our, our culture. It's more than our country, but the culture. It's yeah. the thing. And I was amazed, you know. I'm um I didn't expect anything. And then and then I think Marceline mentioned the uh, the the monster. No, the monster. So I go, you know, and then I right away I was like, you know what? When back in the day, back in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. Our, our stoner days. I'm still I'm still a stoner until now. But back then, but now it's legal. More, more people were were stoners. But I'm still I'm still a stoner now. But we would like just talk about stuff like that. It's like you know what they should make a movie about tikbalangs and manananggals and all of that. They should. We don't have anything tangible except for the the the, the stories, the folklore. Hmm. Hmm. That's all we have. It's like innate in us. It, it it's like. It's part of being a Filipino. You have to know your monsters, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. like like one I the monster that I learned here living in, in America is uh f- from the Mexican Mexican culture. I'm not sure if it involves other Latino cultures, but for sure Mexican they have their uh, uh La Llorona. Mm. That's that's their monster. What is and, that? Like what's the La Llorona? 
Lyrona is I'm a like woman. adjusting. I don't know what like the background is. Sorry. Okay, go. Go, go, go. Um, it's the... Uh, uh, it's a monster, okay? It's folklore, and it's a yeah. woman. I, I don't quote me on this. You can do your own research, but I'm I'm, I'm just paraphrasing the, the the myth. She, I think she kidnaps kids. Oh, that's interesting. The thing. So that's how you. That's how they scare the kids to go to bed that, or okay, is, come yeah, home. It's like if you're not. Oh, if you're not gonna eat Larriona, you know, we'll get you. Larriona. La Llorona is going to come tonight and, you know, kidnap you oh. while you're asleep. So that's how that that particular culture, I guess, I mean, the same with us. I mean, our yeah, parents scare us, <laughs> you know. I mean, we have Manananggal, the similarities. Like, we have Manananggal, which, mm-hmm. but that one, man, she'll feed on pregnant women. Like, that's what she's oh, looking oh, for. Oh, but okay. in our, the neighboring countries, like Indonesia and Malaysia, they mm-hmm. have a similar a female sort of monster creature that also preys on children, but they're called the Pontianak and the Kuntilanak. The are, different, they also, are they also half? No, they don't split. Oh. So, But they're also beautiful women by day. And yeah. then at night, the weird thing, but Malaysia and Indonesia are similar. They have like parang a peg at the back of their neck and then they pull it out. And then oh, they become shit. like harpies. Oh yeah, and then they like look for children to feed on, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's the. There's so La many. It's interesting that Leorona has that. We have yeah. Manananggal, and then the. But you know, you know Manananggal, Manananggal is pretty badass because it's she's pretty splits. unique. She splits. The guts are like hanging. The guts are hanging. Eyes. Yeah. And then her. What, is, are the wings bat wings, right? Bat wings. Bat yeah. wings. Oh Huge my bat-wing. god. And I then mean, the torso just like hangs out till she's ready to come back. Yeah, and she's a and she's a and she's a corpse, right? She's a like she's a zombie uh, in essence. It's, I guess. No, she's like a swung where she's a shapeshifter. Oh, she's a shapeshifter. So basically, she when she's whole, she's a beautiful woman. Like she's basically she can entice you, whatever. But then at night, or when mm-hmm. she chooses to, I guess it's mostly at night. Is then she splits and then she goes hunting. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, before we go too much forward, let's. I just wanna. You know, I was surprised that you were involved in an anime animation kind of thing. Mm. So, are you? Were you? Were you like this? Were you into comics? Were you into anime? Um, I think because I don't know. I you know. Yeah. I mean, you gave no you gave no indication before whatsoever that you liked any of this stuff. So. But I liked film. You know. You know. I always liked film when we were growing up, basically, and Mm -hmm. you know, theater and all that stuff. So for me, that time, especially in high school, was trying to me figuring out what I wanted to do, and that kind of led me toward the path of. uh, film and that you know at that time television and you know I realized the thing I wanted to do was be a producer and so that's why uh, you know I, I you know worked in the Philippines I worked in LA and then when I came back home uh, which is all, more than 10 years ago now it it my path basically then continued so Tresa is just one of the projects I've been working on uh, um, okay. I actually I saw that I saw the graphic novel by uh, Bajetan and Cacho Baldissimo um, mm-hmm. in 2009 because I was home from LA and I, you know, as a producer, you're always looking for material to yeah. to turn into film, to turn right. into like a series, right? And at the time, I was also thinking, okay, 
I think I was about ready to kind of move back to Manila uh, from having worked abroad for a while. And then so I, you know, I cold called budget. I'm like, but I, his number was given to me by a mutual friend who, had, who was in advertising. And I basically said, can we meet up? Because I'm really interested in your book, your comic, mm-hmm. because I think it really has the potential to not just be because the quality of the storytelling was great. It's a noir. It's a detective. Plus, it uses our, you know, our mythological creatures yeah. in such a what fresh is, way. I didn't. I haven't seen that comic. I mean, that graphic novel. Is it in Tagalog? No, it's in English. Oh, it's in English. Oh, you okay. can actually get it in the U.S. now, either because there's a U.S. publisher called The Blaze. Oh. So it's it? on Amazon. Um, it's it's called Tresse also. Okay. So, but the publisher is called The Blaze. You can get it on Comixology like a digital copy in Comixology, mm. or you can get like a hard copy via Amazon or your local comic book store. Oh, cool. So no, I'll go to the comic store. Yeah. And, and if they don't have, to, have it... Because yeah. you have to show it to the, the guys. It's like, yeah. do you guys know this? This yeah, is yeah, Filipino yeah. shit, you know? And the art is beautiful, Wolf. You'd love oh, the I can, art. I know. I, I, it's I, like amazing. You can't... You you don't... I'm. You don't even have to sell me on Filipino uh, yeah. uh, animation, you know? Filipino yeah. animation artists. Yeah. My good friend... Is a, is one of them. He work. I uh, I think he works for Disney. I'm sorry, Adrian, if I'm fucking that up. But he's a really good. That's what he does. He illustrates uh, yeah. for for series. He's done Batman, Superman, stuff like that. Yeah. And and I know. And even before, back in the nineties, we uh, uh, Wolfgang, we got involved with uh, that uh, Stone. You remember that? Mm. Nineteen ninety eight, I think. Mm. And Chill was there on the soundtrack. Wolfgang and it was Will Sportasio, I think. That was his first. Who put it together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stone. And and so, you know, I mean, I've been surrounded by Filipino artists back then, you know, still yeah. in the 90s. And then when I, that's when I saw when, when Stone happened. I was like, wow, this is really cool, man. This looks yeah. like an American made it. And then, you know, I, I, meet, I meet the guys and they go, Dude, you just have to look at the Superman comics and look at the artists. Those are all Filipinos, man. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a there's a sort of tradition because, like, you know, Disney, I think, pulled in Filipinos like back in the day, uh, like I think maybe even the sixties or seventies, mm-hmm. um, pulled in Filipinos who are working in the Philippines to be part of their animation teams in the U.S. Oh. And those guys who migrated ended up also picking um, other. Filipinos to 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 join them for their team. Right. So Jay Oliva, right. who's the director, um, but who, he's Filipino, but he grew up in the states. Yeah, you know he his like he was hired by like a Filipino, like one of those comic artists that that came over. So you know oh. that's how he started his career. Right. Jay, yeah. Jay's actually directed a lot of the pretty much the all the Batman films that are animated. He's done Marvel. He's done DC. So he's got a wow. pretty impressive resume. Yeah, uh, and then to have him on the show was great. But the art of Tresse, that the book, the comic book, is actually very different. So because you've seen the anime first, but the right. art style is actually different. Yeah, so actually, more, saw, and it's black and white. Yeah, actually, I saw your um, your After Dark episode, mm. Mm. and uh, and they were flashing, you know, of the of the comic of the book, graphic yeah. novel of the comic book. Yeah, it's like yeah, man, that's. Pinoy style, though. <laughs> you know, I know I can recognize Pinoy style because 
I don't know. It's very, uh, it's very uh, no holds barred. It's very, it's so expressive. It's like, this is freedom. This is absolute freedom right here. Because like I said, my friend, uh, Adrian, his art, his animation is just like that. It's it's mm. just in your face and jagged edges and sharp things and sharp uh, bodies of monsters. I'm like, dude, aggressive stuff, <laughs> man. You know, so it's like, so to me, it's like, it's absolute freedom for an artist to just like, well, I'm going to make this badass mm. character, you know, whatever. And if you don't like it, then whatever, bad, whatever, Correct. whatever, you know. Correct. So, yeah. So, I mean, when I saw, gosh, when I saw the, when I, I first saw the trailer and then the trailer, <laughs> it was the MRT. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe this. There's a, I'm going to watch something on Netflix that involves an MRT, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, like friends were posting like uh, I had this one friend and she posted that uh, that's the MRT station right across my, where my apartment is. I'm like, oh, my God, this is really cool, you know. And and, and, yeah. and then when I saw and, and actually I wanted to ask you since we're here. Yeah. In, in the start of the first episode, I think there's a, a really it's a night shot of the city. Mm. It's all the city lights in the buildings. Mm. What mm. part of Manila is that? That's I, couldn't, kind of, I couldn't recognize it. There's several um, there's several city shots, but I think the one you're referring to, it's a little bit exaggerated. It's not the exact replica of the skyline, but it's definitely a distinctive um, area of it. But I think that one might have been a combination of a, a part of Manila, but also fused with there's a part of Makati that kind of looks like that so there's yeah. you know oh, okay so it's like combined and- it's a bit that that one's a bit combined just because if you look at our skyline like say you're on edsa and you're going on the overpass yeah. the one that's really lit up is say like by rockwell yeah right, right. But yeah. The, or or if you if there's a there's a there's a spot because in manila that has like you're not quite seeing manila bay but you see some of the buildings and some of the houses and if you go from above it's lit up but mm. it's not full on Right. So that shot for the impact was more like uh, a combo. A combo, yeah, because we don't really have like a solid like New York City skyline. It's and it's not that concentrated. It's actually spread yeah, yeah, out. So yeah. you, and when you fly into Manila at night, right. you'll yeah, see yeah, there's yeah. a lot of lights. It's yeah. just not like it's not that one, compressed. It's yeah. not compressed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when you go to like when you're coming into LA. Yeah. In in on the 101 mm-hmm. north and you see downtown at night. Yeah, it's you know concentrated, so you say, "Oh, yeah, cool, man." Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I we we don't have anything like but that in. Manila. There are other shots, but there are other shots where they do street level, and then mm-hmm. you see like Makati, and it's like Legaspi Village, like literally. I use that for my oh, background yeah. sometimes on Zoom. Like oh, you yeah. can tell if you like stop it, like all these Easter eggs, because and it's it's a credit to Jay and Jojo Aguilar. Jojo Aguilar also Filipino, the mm. art director who determines the whole look. Wow. So when they came, we did, you know, I made sure they had like uh, a recce, like a like a field trip with all the places relevant relevant to Tresa because I know they didn't grow up in Manila. So I ah. needed to kind of reintroduce them to wow. places and so like, did they details. Ever, did, they, did they ever go to Manila to yeah, research? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. 
They did. That so was we the had... first time they went to Manila? No, no, no. Oh, they no. Ah, they okay. gone, you know, like they see family or whatever. Yeah, you but know. they don't know what it looks like. They don't know the They they know, but they haven't been to like I made them ride the MRT like mm. from top to bottom, beginning to end. Wow. So during during rush hour. So, so so were you guys like uh conceptualizing, okay, this is where the zombies are gonna attack the it, there's a there's a story, budget has like a story called 13 stations. And so mm-hmm. there is a story that does have the MRT kind of going through, which oh. for me I always thought that's the best way to introduce a city if you're you know you kind of have oh, a yeah, 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 train yeah, going yeah. through it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it was really picking which stories to put together so that you could have this really interesting arc for Alexandra Tresse. Um, but for, so the, we had the initial idea of like, okay, what stories would be good? So then I crafted, we had a story summit with the two other writers, myself, and then Shanti Harmine, who's my producing partner, and she's from Indonesia. Mm. Then Jay and Jojo came over from LA. And part of that story summit was really taking them around Manila to the places that would be important. And they took a lot of pictures and their art is so good that, you know, the rendering of it, every time you freeze frame, I feel like you could, it's like art you could hang on a wall or see in a gallery. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was just mesmerized with the the whole look, the red and the black, Mm -hmm. the red and the black. I'm like, whoa, this is different. You know, it's not... Red, because I like red and black. I, re- I mm. really like that combination of, of colors. So it's like, wow, this is a different. This is not. It it it. I don't know. For me, I'm just talking about my experience. Yeah. Watching it, it's like it doesn't it doesn't look Filipino, but it is so Filipino because it's mm. Filipino. It's in Manila, no. Yeah, yeah. But the look, the rendering of it, there were no browns. There were no, not much dull colors that you actually see in Manila, mm. you know. Manila's, you know, there are parts that are colorful, but most of the part, it's gray and brown and, you know, just concrete is what I'm trying to say. It's a lot of concrete. And um, so putting the black and red, yeah, it, it gave that that sinister underworld uh, feel. Yeah, so <laughs> like... And and then um, I have a, I have something to tell you about the first scene was the white lady mm. was dead right was mm. was was she was dead right or what? yeah yeah on Balletti Drive right correct and Thirteenth Avenue Thirteenth Street which doesn't really intersect like yeah I know you know how I know how okay. do you know okay Balletti Drive. And Thirteenth Street. That I know. Yeah. That, I know that area, the Horseshoe yeah. Village, right? Correct. Correct. And then you go down to um, Balete, going to E. Rodriguez. Correct. The guitarist of Wolfgang Manuel Garda, he, he had a place in Balete Drive. That's where Wolfgang started. Oh my On gosh. that street. We, wow. Wolfgang started on Balete Drive because Manuel's place was on Balete Drive. Right. We used to practice in, in his garage, you know. Right. And when I saw that scene, I was I sat up again. I know that place. <laughs> That's where Wolfgang started. Holy shit, 13th Street and fucking uh Balete Drive. And uh yeah, I was like, so 
so yeah, I was like, I felt, I was like, okay, okay, tong, okay, tong, okay, tong concept na to. <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the connection. So if if any Wolfgang fans out there who want some juicy trivia, that's trivia right there. If you watch Trese, it comes out on Balete Drive at 13th Street, and that's where Wolfgang started on Balete. Yeah, even Drive. I didn't know that. That's so amazing. Yeah. So That's when so we amazing. when we would finish practicing and it would be nighttime, I was going to say I would f- be like so scared because <laughs> at, at, before at the start when we started out, there were like there was like one street light. Yeah. That's why like it was that. so scary on Balete before. Yeah, there was one street light. I mean, I, 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 I mean along the, you know, as as the years progressed, they put they added Like the the yellow, the yeah. bright ones, you know. Yeah. But when we were starting out, and we would end at night, me and our bassist, who uh, you know we didn't live there, so we had to leave. It's like pare sabay tayo ah, sabay tayo po we ah, kasi kasi balete drive to. Does are you in your own car or separate cars? We are separate cars. It's like okay, don't leave that's me. That's when man. it's scary. Exactly. <laughs> said, don't don't go to target of white lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drive there alone at night. <laughs> Even if you know, at that time I was we were in our early 20s. By that time you already know that's all myths and legends. But of course, it was But a scary it? street with all the mango trees. And the, the Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. we still say tabi tabi po, even though yeah. maybe we some might not believe it, but on the off chance, yeah. we still say tabi tabi po. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like oh, I remember doing that. Um, I, I went. I had a trip to the Philippines, and I went to this concert uh, slash campsite. So it was a campsite, and then. It There was, was a festival kind, but but really cool. like micro, you know, you know, you you they have tents there. You just rent the tent, and then there's music, live music at night. And it was in the jungle. It was in a forest. So oh it was gosh. the property of someone owned that property, and they put up a you know a show there. That's cool. Yeah, and but it it was still in the forest. So you you're going through the forest, going yeah. through the Going to the restroom, going to the 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 at night the, the mess hall or whatever. Yeah. Where are you going from your tent? Tabi tabi po, tabi tabi yeah. po. <laughs> Sunny brought, brought Mike Yuson with you both to Balete Drive and oh to the my oh God. my God, Mike Yuson. <laughs> I think that's the place for you. <laughs> have, have have those guys um uh, seen Trese? Have they have you yeah. heard from them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Mike, Sina Victor. I yeah, think they've yeah. all seen it. So uh, the only the only thing that's kind of hard releasing in the pandemic is that it feels surreal even to me because it's just taken so long for it to get here. But because when it launched, we were all kind of isolating, right? We're all right. Yeah. not together. So it's it's different. I think it probably would feel more real if we could celebrate it in person with each oh, other. Oh, yeah. Because it's all virtual, it just, you know... It's, like So hearing about it from you, from them, like, that's the only way I get the feedback. Otherwise, it's like, you know, yeah. you're not sure. There's, 
There's no after party. There's no after party. We had like yeah. we zoomed with like the creators, the team, and the execs at like Netflix. We did a zoom just the launch and like, yeah. okay, I guess we go to bed now. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Good pat job. Your, pat yourself on the back. Right. And That's then me. imagine me patting you on the back. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just like okay. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean pretty much pretty much everybody's social life is like that now yeah. nowadays you know for the yeah. for the last year at the very least i mean i know people who have developed um social anxiety because they've been indoors too long oh really yeah oh, like wow. they're scared to come out i mean i feel for them you know yeah it's hard you know because because they're friendly people you know they're really friendly social people but the whole pandemic just I guess I don't know. It, it triggered something inside of them that you know that wasn't uh, somehow gives them anxiety nowadays. Mm. And actually, I could I can relate in a in a in a way. Just to sidestep a bit, mm. um, when the first um, the mask mandate here in California was still on, but mm. stores were most stores could open. Mm. Just as long as you wear a mask inside. That was right. the rule at the time. Which, by the, the way, I would still do. I would still do it, mandate or not. I'd still wear a mask oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in those yeah. space. Yeah. But, I mean, but... Um, uh, uh, so, I had been going to the... the, the we have an open-air mall here. Mm. So, it's open-air. You know, it's just stores and then... No roof or I mean, there's yeah. whatever. It's open there, and um, I would visit there after work every every other day or every weekend just to walk around, just mm. to yeah. just to be outside. Yeah. And the thing was, so it was still the height of the mask mandate, and the stores, most of the stores were still open, but there was no vaccines yet. Mm. But I had been vaccinated already because You're I work in the I work in the uh, health. I'm a health worker, you know. I'm a caregiver, so my patient and I. We got to go in the front of the front of the line. That's so great. Yeah, I, I was. I know. I feel very fortunate. So totally. I had. Um, I could go out already. I felt comfortable to go out. It's still in a mask, mm. but walk around that open air mall. Right. And I would have the mall just to myself, and maybe I would like from end to end, maybe twenty people. Wow. That's how. That's how. For a mall, huh? Yeah. For a mall. For a mall. It might just as well be you, because the twenty people yes, in the big mall exactly. is like nobody, right? Yeah, but the stores were open, you know, that you could ah. wear a mask inside. So I mean, like full service, you know, because and because the store people were all bored to death because there was of course there. they of were course. open. They had to still open anyway. But um, anyway, but when when it yeah, I think when it reached a tier, an orange tier. That means that uh, most people are, I mean, most of the elderly and most of the frontliners are almost done with their vaccines. Right, right. So the next part were already the adults. Mm, Not, right. You know, the, the, you know, below 65. Correct. 64 and below, you know. Correct. 64 and not not kids, you know. Like 16, right? Or 18, was 18, it 18 and above, 18, right? 18, 18 and above. 18 to 64. You know, yeah. if you're not a senior yet, you're in that that tier. 
So once it once it reached orange, so and the way the the initial wave of vaccines here was amazing, man. It's yeah. Just, Disneyland, just just lines of cars in Disneyland. They yeah, the drive-through. That's yeah, such a great the, idea. They, they, I love it. It's like they. It's like it was so cool. It's like they turned Disneyland into a vaccine station. It's like That's take so that, awesome. you anti-vaxxers. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is on our side. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So um, anyway, uh, but so when it reached Orange Tier, I visited that same mall. But now. There were people. <laughs> was it weird? It must have been vaccinated weird, people. I was. I, I yeah. was assuming. Okay, these people are getting vaccinated, so they're cool. We're cool. But so this thing, when you're in this outdoor mall, it's not like the indoor mall. Indoor malls are really big, so even if there are a lot of people, you can still. It's still loose. Yeah. Here in this outdoor mall, it's just one path in the middle of ah, all the stores. Oh no! So that's where all the traffic oh, goes. No. All the people in that mall pass through that main avenue. I can imagine. Holy shit! I was like, when I got there at the at the top of the thing, there's still no people. It's just the Apple, it's the Apple store part. Like, and then I look and like, holy shit! Where do all these people come from? Seriously. Like, give me back my space, guys. Go yeah, away. Give me my back space. my space. <laughs> and then I go, oh, shit. And I, I actually paused. I'm like, should I do this or just go home? You know, because I'm, I'm a whole body anyway. I, I can handle it. Are you introvert, extrovert also? Sort of. Yeah. I it's discovered like I, that about myself. Like, I'm actually okay chilling at home. Oh, I'm so okay chilling at home because that's yeah. how I was before I joined Antioch. Antioch was the one that brought me out of my room. Yeah, you're like, for by Antio, the way, you're also extrovert. <laughs> that's why I have a balance. You know, there's right. times there are times I just want to just stay in my room and play video games and whatever, listen mm. to records. And then there are times when I have to go to the mall and see people. I have right. to see other human beings. Correct. And hear hear people talking. You know, and then here in California, it's all different languages. Yes, yes. So I'm hearing Persian, I'm hearing Farsi, I'm hearing Chinese, I'm hearing Tagalog, I'm hearing I'm hearing Spanish, I'm hearing Portuguese, I'm hearing everything. So it's a trip, you know. Yeah. So so, but when when I went through that 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 wave, I call it uh, not the wave, a river. It was a river of people oh, when you river. go. And, and it's, anxiety, your it's, anxiety oh, yeah. was like here. Oh, I, would be. I started to I started to. Because people were would overtake you and and go not not bump no one bumps each other here right, you know, right even right. if it's uh, you know they but they'll they'll cut you off if they see a chance you know it's like Filipino traffic <laughs> without bumping into each other and then that's when I started like whoa I started feeling anxiety it's like I imagine like, I've never I've never felt like this in a crowd because I'm a concert goer here in the states. Right. If you go to a concert here, it's crowds. Yeah, you're like you know everyone's in your space. Right? Everyone's in your space, and going to the concert and coming out of the concert. Oh yeah, the traffic. It's, it's oh. the traffic. The people. The so bad. Oh my god! If you're if you're like an introvert, you cannot go to concerts, man. It is no. here in America. No way, man! You'll freak out. There's so yeah. So I was like, why am I feeling like this when I'm I'm used to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to this. I'm used to crowds and whatever. So, so I guess I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into the Adidas store and take a breath. Good and, idea. You know, just, you know, and then just you know, a window shop and 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 just yeah. let it. And then before, <laughs> so I did that. 
kind of relaxed. And then I start I walk out and then I see the people from the store. So you see the traffic just nonstop. From the people. inside, yeah. From the inside, right? So there's one way going here and then the other way going oh the, on the other Why way. And then fish, in, fish in an aquarium oh, going back and forth. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly like that. And in the middle of the aisle are seats, are chairs where people, you know, ah, the, you yeah. know, uh, old you people can, can sit down, you can rest right. or hang out in the middle. And I was like, oh my God. I think it's time to go home. <laughs> so, it's like, I really, uh, yeah, that day I was like, man, um, this is uh, like shock to the system because yeah. for, for a year, yeah. no crowds. Yeah. I, even one, me, for, just listening to you, I can imagine, I'm feeling anxiety. Yeah. To like just plunge into something you weren't expecting. Yeah. After being so used to having all that space, it's kind of anxiety. And you know, I mean, since you're into uh, since you're into film, let's get into film later. Um, you know those uh, those scenes when the character is like confused and all that. Everything's like coming and going. Right, right. It, it looked like that to me. That's why I got scared. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, I couldn't focus. I, I was, I would see. Uh, I can still see it in my mind. I see this couple really holding hands with their kid, but walking really fast. They're in a hurry or something. You know? mm, mm. So that stressed me out. It's like, calm down, man. You, <laughs> <laughs> you might get something. You have it's a like, kid. Yeah. It's like, I, it's like calm. It's, I wanted to shout and stop. Right. It's like, everybody, right. slow the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to do. It's like I feel you. I you understand know? that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, so I was like, uh, yeah, let's let's just go home and, and chill out and whatever. But then you know, after multiple returns to that the same mall, it's a nice place to hang out and see people. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got used to it again. So now I'm I'm just used to crowds again. I'm used yeah. to the noise. Like I said, the languages I hear. I mean, it's it's amazing, you know. And and it's like now since. I wasn't exposed to that for like at least a year. Yeah, it's like you. I have a deeper appreciation now of my surroundings. It's like it's like you just like take uh, take a like a millisecond more just to take it in. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like you're just glancing around, but then you see something nice, and you're like, okay, I'll just it's cool, man. And then try to put it in your memory, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Well, you're an artist also, so I feel like you would pick up anyway on on stimuli, right? Because that's how you process it. That's how you funnel it, channel it to your art. So right. uh-huh. it probably just heightens your artistic tendencies for that, which is amazing. Because then yeah. we, can, we can actually process it and take a breath and like really be in the moment for that be particular the, yeah. thing. Yeah, whereas before... We would just take it for granted, right? It's part yeah, I mean, of there. You say, oh, that's cool, and then and that's cool. You say, oh, that's cool, and then oh no, that's cool too. Oh, and then that's cool. It's like ADD. Mm. It's like now there was so I had so much time on my hands. I mean, I the ADD kind of uh, settled down. down a bit. Yeah, it calmed down a bit, you know, because you're not. I mean, there's still a lot of stim- stimuli with online, right? With playing records, but then. I would balance it out. It's like, okay, I'm going to stop watching TV. I'm just going to put a record on and yeah. listen. 
mm. you know, and then I'll watch TV again later. So it's not too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Because because we're older. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean that's that's, that's the thing. I mean, um, my friend, uh, she was having a conversation with her daughter who was mm. like nine years old, and then. The, her older daughter is like 13 or 14. Okay. And they and she's a musician, so she does. Uh, she'll perform her songs on YouTube like mm. this with a mic like this and a acoustic. Right. Right. And amazing. Then tell, yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. I want to so get amazing. that too. It's like the. So she would uh, ex, um, tell a story about the song, or whatever the genesis and whatever you know trivia, and then her daughter told her, "It's like, mom, you talk too much." <laughs> you know no <laughs> yeah and that's a nine-year-old and nine-year-old yeah. they're honest that's the yeah, straight, yeah yeah that's straight up no filter yeah. totally no, that's straight up truth 100 percent. you know it's like mom you talk too much so he goes what do you mean you're telling too many things no one's <laughs> listening this is from a nine-year-old and then i and i think the more the the more mature uh, daughter the 14 year olds like yeah if you go beyond like uh, uh, some 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 really short time, everyone's gonna tune out and just mm. press you know next. Next. You know? So like so that's the, I mean that's the world we're living in now. Yeah, and I feel like you know how we grew up with analog plus we grew up well we bridged our generation bridged analog to digital, but yeah. we also grew up with like appointment TV. And now everything's on demand, and oh, now yeah. content is actually, you know, you. When I talk to kids in the universities, and the kids in the universities are still our kids, right? At this point, yeah. Oh, yeah, where yeah. we are, yeah. they don't want to be like filmmakers per se. They want to be content creators. Like that's how yeah. they see where they're at. So yeah. I totally understand that shift for yeah. this generation. For the, yeah, it's weird. But then looking out, th- this is my observation with all of that. They're seeing, since there's so much stimuli happening, because I'm mm. on Instagram, and yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my so God. Much. If you want so to much. know uh, the person, if you want to know a person, you check their Instagram. That's them. Because everything in the world is there. You can... Mm. You can follow anything that your heart desires. On That's Instagram. true. That's true. You know what I mean. So, and and uh, it's very telling. But minus a lot I, of food shots. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything, and anything. Like, oh, what does that say about me? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, uh, me too. I mean, I follow food shots too. Who doesn't? I mean, right, you right. look at a food shot and like, man, this is so good. Makes right? you hungry. And exactly. man, stoner, you know, I get hungry. <laughs> so you need that. Shit like that. You know, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta stop looking at shit. Like, anyway, so I need that in my fridge. So I think the generation now, I think they're just uh, a little careless with getting carried away with the the instant fame mm. of, of it. And I understand because I'm doing podcasts, so I have to promote myself. Right, right, right. And I'm not, I'm not a young dude. I'm bald. You know, it's like, come on. You know, who's going to, who, you know. You that's, fans. I mean, you're already no, I know, I know, I know. You're, And you're coming at it already from a different perspective. You're not you're not on it to seek fame. Right. You're actually just, actually for me, you're just doing it as an artist kind of. Oh, just yeah. Share, sharing your art in, in your, your perspective. That's uh, actually, the, 
Oh, so go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, the interesting thing about the pandemic is where you had sort of influencers, let's say the Kardashian era, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like in the pandemic, it's shifted because nobody wants to, it doesn't ring true to have that lifestyle, that aspirational lifestyle, which feels very superficial right. and just about appearance. I feel like, especially the my niece, like Nikki's kids who are like 13 and 10, mm-hmm. they're, they're actually, you know, they're very, they're very tuned into like Greta Thunberg because she's close to their age. Yeah. Like causes like allies to be or, you know, the whole LGBTQ plus um, community and being allies or Black Lives Matter. Like, it is interesting for me, like, that's what they pick up, even though they're, you know, they're in the Philippines. But the whole, so that era of Insta fame, but on the lifestyle, feeling in the pandemic, that kind of got pushed to the side a bit. Yeah. But the young people are still searching. It's hard for them to get a grasp of who they are because they're not doing face-to-face interpersonal stuff. Yeah, they're not out. And, you know, like when we grew up, we took that for granted. We saw each other every day in church, you know, basically. And like, it was just, we didn't realize, but that was forming who we were. Right. Now it's like so difficult for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine, right? It's like, I predict, okay, when when everything is really back to normal and school is, I mean, in, in the fall, Everyone's going back to school unless this these un, un, uh, unvaxxed people start getting sick and sick and sick and sick because it's on or, the rise right the, now. Yeah, and the variants morph because the variants morph in um, asymptomatic people who are not vaccinated, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Delta, there's like a gamma one that's on the rise from gamma. Peru. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to become incredible hope. With I was going to say... <laughs> but not the, not in a good way. Not like, in a good it's way. Gamma, but not in a good way. Not in a, no, not in a very yeah. bad way. Yeah. And so I don't is, know. Oh. I don't know when it never goes back to how it was for sure. No. So what what even is normal? Like no. we won't even know. It's totally a different thing, right? And the thing is, another thing is what I'm scared of is, or well, not really scared, but I, I'm, I'm anticipating this when these kids go back. In the fall, if they get this variant thing under control, if they convince people who are unvaxxed, it's like you gotta do this already. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to save everybody. You can't be on the. You can't do this yeah. anyway. Um, but uh, it's like when they go back to school, especially high school, junior high, and they see people again. They see the opposite sex again, or the same sex again. Mm. I am anticipating a baby boom. Oh my god! Really? I am. Think about it. Possible. Either Possible. that or the opposite. That yeah. they, they 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 don't know how to interact because they did not interact for one whole year, and they grew up during this year. Yeah. And when you're talking about puberty and then teenagers, one year of growing up is it's a lot. A lot. It's a lot. It's a also lot. you're also now you're you have you know you're teaching kids okay you have to be careful who's in your surrounding area because they may or may not be yeah. infected and or vaccinated. Yeah. So I was joking with somebody like you know all those people on the grinder and Tinder sites they can't meet up they have to have actual conversations. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's no it's got to be deep conversations. Yeah. Now. Oh my god. And it's a thing now to put in your profile vaccinated. Oh really? 
Yeah. Oh, I don't even know that. It's normal. You know, it's like the it's really the fault of the last president. He made it political. I don't want to mm. say his name, but everybody knows what he did. Right. He made it political. He made he turned it into a political weapon. Which it, it wasn't supposed to be a political weapon. I mean, it's pretty much saving lives. I mean, for me, anyone that impedes, you know, impedes sort of people not looking after the public welfare in terms of health in any country right now because it's a pandemic, but even in general, but it's almost like a war crime to me because oh, you're yeah. basically condemning people to death. And if worse, if it's like have and have nots and the ones who aren't able to access vaccines, like yeah. that's hard already too. If you so. can, if, if some, if something happened to you and you went to a lawyer, it's like, can I sue the last president for this? <laughs> they, they, they gave me, they, they said that this was nothing, but my father died often. Mm. And he believed that, and that, these are true stories. Oh, really? These are true stories. Wow. Okay. This is a true story. I remember it was a, and he was a Latino man. Hmm. And uh, uh, he believed, he was, a, you know, the supporter of the president, and he believed everything he said. Oh, no. It's nothing. We're going to do this, you know, just pray, whatever. He died. Oh, that's so sad. And of, and you know, the son was like, my father. He believed you. He believed him. Yeah. So, so my point is, if I went to a lawyer and I asked the lawyer, can I sue that that guy for misinforming my father and leading oh. him to believe that a, a a disease, a virus, was harmless for to him when it was not? I'm right. sure the lawyer said, like, yeah, we got a case. <laughs> there's a case I mean in plain English there's a case already you know there's something to argue about there so I mean it's just and, and you know, now they put LA yesterday they, or today they put LA again mask indoors yeah by Saturday or Sunday right for your time like no, which I think today, no, today, no, oh, okay good yet, right now I mean, yeah. I feel like that's smart. Even for me going forward when travel becomes like, because I usually travel for work if I have to. Yeah. Um, even on a plane, vaccinated, let's say herd immunity, I'm still going to be wearing a mask uh, for uh, yeah. the majority of the time. I mean, Japan and, you know, Korea, like they had it right in terms of like, you know, when you see them on the subways with it. Now I'm like, oh. It makes sense. It makes like, sense. You never know what's going to be around the corner. And it's not being paranoid. I haven't had the flu in like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because you wear masks when you go outside. And, 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 it's an, and it's an actual statistic here that the flu has really gone down. Really gone down. And I used to like get the flu like occasion, you know, enough where you notice like, okay, why do I have the flu again? But yeah. now I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing a mask in crowded places, yeah, in travel you, situations. You, the flu yeah. is just, it only takes one. Yeah, you, you exactly. Were, you were probably not the only one who got sick. There were probably 10 right? other people who got sick. Correct, too. Correct. right. If you traced yeah. it back. So I'm yeah. like, it's so, and it's so crazy. Like, and I thought to myself, why didn't I do this sooner? I had no awareness of it. I had no yeah. idea of how that worked. No, But yeah. now I'm like. Uh, yeah, even if there's a mask, you know, I would still wear a mask in like a crowded place. In a crowded place, especially especially if it was the subway or yeah. a crowded subway. Yeah. Um, the bus, yeah. A bus. Even a concert, you know, going back oh, to concerts. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would probably wear a mask for a concert yeah. or like a, even like a film theater. I would wear a mask. Yeah. I don't know if I would wear a mask. I, I, if it was a concert, I might wear a shield instead. Oh. Because I scream. I scream in concerts. And I can't scream in a mask. There, But, you know, maybe the masks will evolve. <laughs> like right now it's surgical, right? And now yeah, people are doing yeah. fashion masks. But I'm like, where's the functional mask? I know, <laughs> I know like an anesthesiologist, she has like a silicone mask and then they have like an air pump that fits. Oh. So then you get that circulation. Oh, so I'm like, okay, so it's a bit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, okay, <laughs> there's well, going to be an evolution. Yeah, I actually saw a person wearing a transparent mask. That's it's weird, though. I feel like that's very, very weird. I feel like, like, whoa, what's that? Okay. It's like uh, Hannibal Lecter weirdness. <laughs> it's like a transparent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of, of films now, um, hmm. let's go, go back to Tressy later. Um, uh, one thing that I've been doing since the mask mandate was lifted and the theaters opened up again, which was uh, already a month, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think hmm. four weeks already, is that... My, you know, one of the activities that my patient want, likes to do is go to the theater. Oh, nice. Watch okay. a movie in the theater. Right, right, right. Because, you know, older generation, that's what you do. You go to the movies. And so we would, you know, if there was something good, we would watch it. Man, we watched this real, this independent film that was so boring. Oh, my <laughs> oh no. It was an, it was an Oscar, uh, I don't know if you said Nomadland. Yes, it won, right? Oh, the, it did it win? It win. Oh, it, it, won. It, it won. It win. It won. <laughs> it win. It won. It won. Um, uh, but I actually I mean, haven't was, seen it, it was, because I wasn't able to watch it here. So, it but it was won. good. It was good. I liked the concept. It was real. Some of the people there were real people. Hmm. Um, I mean, actual people, not not actors. Um. It was shot great. It was very real, man. It was mm. so real. I mean, independent film. It just doesn't yeah, get yeah. more real than an independent film. So it was like really, de- not that depressing, but I mean, that's her life. That's the life. Yeah, but you might not have been in the mood to for a film like that at that time. Maybe when you watched it, no? No. Well, no. I, I was. I was like, I I know the concept. I'm cool with it. But I was like. Half it's of my not, brain, yeah. half of my brain was thinking about my patient. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Do, you, "Do you get what's happening?" So like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, no. Yeah, but I mean, she was just enjoying being in the theater, you know. And but so she didn't point, mind just kind of watching, even though she yeah. wasn't really connecting with it yeah. with the film. No, not at all. I mean, because it was, you know, I mean, even I was like, "Oh my god, this is kind of." Yeah, really bleak, you know, a bleak life, you know, a bleak, a uh, a glimpse at a bleak life, you know, and which might be too real given the pandemic. Oh my god, maybe not the right, maybe not the right film in your frame of mind at the moment. But then, but then, other part of that movie is that since those guys are nomads, you know, they just they're not really they're not homeless. These these Hmm. are people who have homes. Yeah, but they have they they have wanderlust. Mm, so they just want to go. go. They just yeah. want to go. And I understand with the, with a country like the states, you can just go. Yeah, there's so much space. There's so much. You can road. you can drive from LA to New York. You can actually yeah. drive. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and just go through all these these cities that you just hear their names, and then you can actually see them. You know, 
that's that's one thing that I really like about America. There's some there's a lot of things I don't like about it, but the things that I like about it, the basic stuff, that it's a wonderful looking country to begin with. Mm-mm. Oh my God, just here in in my place in here in Orange County, you go west, it's the beach. You go east, it's the mountains, and it's snow. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have a high desert like Joshua Tree, which is so near you, no. Uh, two Where hours. Are you? Yeah. Or two I mean, hours. That's not I mean, bad. In, yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, that's not bad at all. Two hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's an unbelievable place. So, so, but my point was, is that theater. <laughs> the theater, since everyone was still wary of going to the theater, the right, theater right. was empty. So nice. <laughs> it was just me and my patient there in the middle of the theater watching like THX movies, you know. We watched uh, the F9, what did you watch? the last Fast and the Furious. Oh my God, did she like it? Did your patient like oh it? Your patient, was, is your patient a senior patient? Uh, yeah, she's 86. She liked Fast 9? Well, I was like, uh, when I, well, she's forgetful. That's her, that's her issue. Okay, okay, okay. So I have to explain to her. Okay, uh, we're gonna watch this kind of a movie. It's an action movie. Are you okay with action movies? Uh, and then I go, "What's it like?" Well, it's like James Bond. Oh, I like James Bond. Okay, then we're good. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like James Bond. You know, it's really not. But I have to give her a description so she'll be okay. Okay. And of course, I don't know what to expect. F nine. This is like with the with the Fast and Furious series. You don't know what the next yeah. one will be like. Because they have to top the last one, right? Correct, correct. So this one, if it, if it, if you ever get a chance to see it, you have to see it in the theater. You yeah, I don't sound, think it's like, yeah. It has to be the sound system of a theater, not yeah. not the home sound system. It won't For sure. make it. Oh my God, the Bang. stuff that these people were doing with cars. I'm like, oh, that's like, oh my. And then I would look. Um, are you okay? I, I would. Ask her, it's like, are you okay? Are you okay with the action? It's like, and she'd be like, what's happening? Because Fast and Furious, you're not there for the story. No. Although, you're there for the, I mean, the story's great. And, it's and tight the story, enough. It, yeah. It's, it's easy enough. enough to digest, right? Correct, correct. But you're there for the cars. For sure. And, the and stunts, all the stunts. And how are they going to pull this off it's like i was so it's like how are they gonna go after you know the um the last one when when uh paul walker died you know yeah, yeah. You know, that was the last one no and then you know they had a choice to end it because he died and they go no and then vin diesel's like no man let's do it let's just go for it and then make it just bigger and bigger and bigger oh my god i mean i have never seen an action movie like this before i mean tom cruise has his work cut out for him to do a next Mission Impossible, I mean, because I mean, he one, already broke his ankle in the last Mission Impossible. Oh my god! Every, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, of Tom Cruise. I mean, he's weird as f. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but he really delivers on those like crazy death-defying stunts. Like he really delivers on those. So he's bra. crazy. Ibang level. Ibang level. Siya. I mean, he earns his money. He earns yeah. his money. I mean, he's piloting his own. You know, he's piloting his, his own helicopter. The helicopter, the yeah. I'm like, oh my god! He drove the car in Morocco. Grabe. Oh yeah, the car in. Oh my god! And then he yeah. did. Do you? We're all over the place with filmmaking, but yeah. um, 
do you remember that scene? Not the last, not the last one, but uh, the second to the last MI, where they're in China and he runs. Mm. He just sprints yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did that thing so many times. Yeah. I'm like, this guy is nuts, but hell, it looks so cool. Yeah. It okay. just, it just like, it looks like, like, I guess in his head, it's like, would it look cool if I just ran? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, you know, and then they would shoot it. It's like, let's shoot it. And then everyone, like, everyone probably was thinking, God damn, it looks cool. You know? No, he trained for that. He trained for that, actually. Wow. You know that run? That run? That run? Yeah, he, he trained for that run. Wow. Yeah, because it was like run. perfect, like perfect for yeah, he he built that sprint and then he built that run. Like that wasn't accidental. Like they trained he trained for that oh, run. Oh my gosh. And then at the end of the run, he turns right. So he hmm. still turns and runs and runs. Yeah. And how many takes did they do that for? I'm like, oh, oh. nothing exhausted. Oh my gosh, he's crazy, man. So anyway, um, so like I said, we were watching movies in empty empty theaters. And That's was, so great. It was so great. Yeah. We saw it's kind of uh, fun. We saw Cruella. Oh man. Ooh. That, was that it good? Is, oh, it's so good. I need to see it. It's so good. That's awesome. It, uh, I mean, the only like I, I posted this, like the only thing Disney about Cruella is the, the logo of Disney and the front. Yeah. Otherwise That's it's good. so otherwise it's badass. Yeah, my my it's, my actually my old boss produced that and oh, she's really? really good. Yeah, she's really good. Name? So her name's Kristen. Kristen oh, her Burr. Name. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kristen what? Burr. B-U-R-R. B U R R. Kristen Burr. Yeah, so she's the producer on that film. Grabe. I mean the soundtrack was so awesome because it's all classic rock songs. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so for sure you can totally relate. Oh, of course, the first song comes on. I, I recognize it like, oh, okay, this is, I like I like who chose the music. Better <laughs> be, you know, and then the next songs come and it's all rock and like, okay, this is cool. But but even the way they approached it, that she turned out, you know, the... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of films nowadays, it's like the villain is the good guy. Mm. It's like n- not in a, not in the sense of the actual script and the actual what happens in, happens in the story, but you feel for him. You feel for or her, or the, you know, if you feel like Cruella. I'm like I'm I'm a fan of Cruella, mm. but she's Cruella. Like, she was cruel yeah. to the dogs, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> you want to see the other side, but then sometimes the choices they make, you're still the villain, basically. Yeah, you're still the villain, but somehow, gosh, I like Cruella. I think she's cool. I think she was fighting for what she was. She believes in, mm. which I, which is the part that I, I like. Mm. You know, I know that this character was mean to the dogs. Right, she was mean to the Dalmatian, right, 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 right. The, the tormentor, or whatever, to the puppies. But in this movie, I was like, "You go, girl, man. Yeah, they messed with you, so you mess back." Right. You know, it's 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 very timely for you know for the for the Me Too movement too to have a movie like this. It's like, mm. yeah, it's like these people screwed with my family. You know, I'm fighting back. So right, and it's it's like I. I'm actually glad that I'm. I feel comfortable in seeing that. You know what I mean? A woman asserting herself just because she has to, and because right. she wants to. Right, so right. I don't care what people say. I'm fighting back. Right, right. 
<laughs> Excuse my language. I'm like, I'm sorry, boss. It's okay. Um, so, a phenomenon that I wanted to talk to you about is that all these movies on Netflix, especially Netflix, hmm. got got um, got uh, popular during the pandemic. What was your thing? It's like mine. My number one was Queen's Gambit. Mm, so good, right? That series is so that good. Totally love Queen's Gambit. Man, so I mean, how about on your end? What what were you were you you, I'm, you were binging? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but it's also part of my job. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just for enjoyment, actually, what I really like is Korean dramas. They're actually very good. Mm. So, and there are a few you can watch in the U.S. I don't know. I mean, even if you're not a fan of, say, romance as a genre, they have other great um, mystery and crime thrillers that are interesting. And on Netflix, I know Tunnel is on there. And, they've, you know, they've got English subs. Um, it's a series. It's a series. Uh, it's a series. Okay. And it's in Stranger, which is another crime one, If you know. Um, and it's really cool because... It's really closer to, it's great storytelling for one, but it's not so, you can easily like get into it uh, mm-hmm. because actually there are some tropes from Western storytelling as well in there. Right. But yeah. from, you know, having grown up in the Philippines, it's really interesting to see it from a very Asian perspective right. that you can relate to as yeah. well. So for me, and if, you know, if you like romance, they have like all those choices, but actually their storytelling is quite clear, and it's it's always entertaining. There's never I mean, like, uh, it's like, oh no, we're too cool for you. It's never that. Yeah, so it's it's quite good. Yeah, I mean the two two best films in the past five years are Korean, right? Yeah. The the last one, the, the, this last one is Korean. The best film mm. is Korean. Minari. Right? Well, it's Minari. more American, but it's more American because the guy Lee Isaac Chung and I saw uh-huh. Minari in in Sundance when it first premiered, and then it won. It was the year Parasite won the Oscar. Mm. So it's basically the American dream from a Korean perspective. immigrant perspective. Right. It's basically the American dream. Oh, okay. But See you that? should watch Train to Busan. Have you seen Train to Busan? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like that, right? Yes. It's just like, it's yeah, like Fast yeah. and the Furious, but, you know, but, yeah. but I mean, Asian, with all the Asian kind of dynamics in there. So, and when I, saw, when I saw Train to Busan, I was like, wow, Koreans, man, they are, I mean, I mean, Filipino filmmakers are, are, are good, but fuck. I mean, according yeah. to Oh, it, it took time for them to get there yeah, but they there's another one there's another one i'll message you what it is but there's another one that's funny that i think you'd really like like i think the guys would love uh-huh. um shoot it's about basically this this group of cops that are trying to track this mafia gang who is very elusive but to do it they have to stake out their building from a fried chicken shop and for them to keep their cover they have to run a fried chicken restaurant Oh my God! It's, it's Korean? hilarious. This correct yeah. Korean. It's hilarious. It's oh. so funny. Well, I noticed that you were a writer also in the show. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. So that's one of my frustrations is um, is uh, is writing. Really? I, yeah. I I, I write um, essay form. You know, okay. like uh, I I I know how to articulate my my thoughts. Right. But to come up with an original story. 
is is a is a challenge for me. Mm. It's a real challenge, man. Especially ending a story or 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 or, or uh, coming up with a conflict. You know, the conflict of the story. Right. I have no idea. I have no idea where to start. So when I saw you as a writer, like, ooh, she she writes. She writes the thing. So she writes stories. So what? Where? Where? When did that start? Um, well, first of all, I love listening to stories and watching film, which I'm sure you know you are the same, right? And that's yeah, why you yeah, kind yeah. of love stories. And and in your case, I don't know if it's the same with music for certain songs, whether you know sometimes like the ones that tell stories more or they're just more capturing the snapshot. It just depends. Mm, so yeah, 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 depends, for me, yeah. it started with that and just consuming a lot of that just because I. I really enjoyed it. And so then when I embarked on my, the journey to become a producer, parting that, part of that is helping other people, you know, make the core of their stories sort of the best version it can be. And mm-hmm. part of that is identifying who you want to connect with, with the audience. That's something mm-hmm. that I learned. I didn't start out with like, oh, you know, I have a, I'm such, you know, like writing is all I want to do. Like it, for me, it was like, it, I appreciated it first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learn, learn to appreciate also, like, you know, um, the different kinds of it, the genres of it. And then as a producer, working with writers and directors yeah. is like, you know, learning where, how they do their process, where it comes from, and how, you know, how to make their stories better, in a way, like with the same vision, where you're not putting your own ego in it. Uh-huh. Well, right, yeah. Right? So, actually, this is the first credit I have as a writer but mm. in truth working with other writers because you're helping to shape the story in a way you're kind of practicing that craft you're practicing the craft of you know building a story from scratch um, yeah. and the thing with film and with series it's actually quite a collaborative medium so you're not doing it in a vacuum some yeah. some people prefer that some people just want to write on their own and put it in there but because I you know I'm a producer for me, it makes it less scary when you're not doing it in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I I I, I get that. Um, I get that because I'm a I'm a band member. Mm, I'm exactly. not a solo artist. Correct, I need, right? I need other people's ideas to build on. Because in my mind, it's like I have an idea, but then I don't. Ah, gosh, I got them. I got the start, but I don't. I got the end. I don't have the middle. I can't right. find the middle. And this guy comes in and he's like, oh, I have a middle. And then there we go. Yeah. And there's magic, right? Where it uh, kind of comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing for me that I needed to build was the confidence that I could do it and put my name on it. So that, you know, that took a while. But, you know, my my producing partner, Shanti, she's like, no, you should just write on it. You know how you can do it. You should just do it. So so wait a minute. Um, So the comic came out, right? Yes. Did you be? Did you? But you didn't write on the comic. No, 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 comic, right? No, ca- uh, so those, budget, those, yeah, those... budget and Kajo. Like budget is the writer for the comic and came okay. up with the idea. Right. And then Kajo is the illustrator, uh, and together they actually, you know, it's like it's like What's you said. Gajo's, it's the, Gajo's name? Kajo. So Kajo. Kajo. Where it's Kajo? It's. What's his last name? Uh, Baldissimo. Baldissimo. They're the creators. Yeah. They're the creators. So budget and Cacho Baldissimo. Yeah. yeah. It's like now, it's like it's so cool that uh like you know when uh when when those uh like Game of Thrones and uh Walking Dead, they had those uh you know the 
the after party shows, you know, the, mm. when they discuss the, the, you know, they nerd out on the on the episode. Yeah. It's like, and then they sometimes the creators of the show are there, and then sometimes they're a duo. You know, yeah. they're like, you know, it's like it's like now we have our own. You know, we have our own because when I saw that after dark episode of you guys, I'm like, we have our own. It's like I know, right? Filipinos always have their own. They they get influenced by, you know, America or whatever or Europe, and they, we make our own with our own culture. So it's not really copying anybody because we're just no, you know, no. And this yeah. this one was really like the after show, like Tressa After Dark. Mm. Like there's such a great team right now in Netflix marketing um, that is covering the Philippines. So wow, yeah, so cool. You it, know, it, where was so that? Where was that shot? So that was shot in Manila. So um, Kre Marin, who is like, you know, she she does the social media, but she came up with this idea where initially it was just going to be, um, you know, some part of like the campaign, right? But then the idea was so good that they decided, no, we should put it on Netflix. <laughs> and that was basically to do Tressa After Dark. Man, yeah, aim which high, is the man. show. And, and wow, like, it's, you know, it's something that they did from beginning to end. And it was just amazing to watch. And like me, I was like, when she told me that, I was like almost crying. I was like, oh my God. That's yeah. so amazing that you got this through. And she's like, I know I can't believe it myself. But we were just, trying to take a moment and be like, there's going to be an after show on Netflix. Dude, How I was crazy so proud. Is that? I was so proud. I was so proud when I saw you and then all those guys and the, and the, the, What's her name? The young actress. Yeah, it's Eliza, and she's yeah, really Eliza. nice. She's yeah. really nice. Yeah, she's she's like really she's like she grew up here, right, or something. She yeah she for, yeah, but she actually moved to the Philippines when she was like ten, parangganon. Okay, well, I yeah. mean, for for an American kid, you're uh, no. one to zero to nine is a lot. You're American, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So. But then she, you know, she's you know sometimes more Filipino, like. Oh yeah, then yeah, us who kind of spent most of our lives here. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, so because of her work, you know, she has to go out to these places to shoot. And yeah, and what I really like about her is she's very sincere, um, mm. and actually, you know, very. I think she's really matapang. Eh? Like you think she's going to be right. mahinhin or uh-huh. because her voice and you know she's an actress, but actually she's quite matapang. So I, you know, no, that's yeah, also one. Was- one of the reasons why we were like, she has that quality. Now, if it was just because she was famous, but it wasn't a fit, I know. What I like oh, is like, yeah. you underestimate someone and then they can deliver. Like, I really love that. And, re- and I think she really did. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. I mean, there really has to be an alternative, um, creative world that's coming mm-hmm. out of the Philippines. And not just the the... You know, the one that's always there is the showbiz one. Yeah. It's always there because they have a lot of money. That's great, you know, cool. At, at least mayroon, right? Yeah, for sure. But but there has to be an opposite one. Like um, one of the my in, interviews for the new se- season is with uh, Raymond Red, the director. Mm. And he's like independent to the bone. Mm. And he always has to depend on, uh, you know, uh, uh, facilitator you know or you know to to budget uh, whatever project so and he's very uh what you call it? he doesn't he eventually will stream his films but as mm. 
he's really holding on to the he wants to show them all in the theater one last time before he puts it on streaming. Mm. Okay, you know, that's because, interesting. That's good. Yeah, so he that's what's you know, if you listen to his interview when it comes out, that's what he's I go, what are you gonna do when everything goes back to you know to working again? You know, not normal, but working again. And he goes, Well, I want to show my films in the theater again, and then I'll probably put him on the internet because I can't mm. be a dinosaur forever, you know. So so that kind of that's what I mean by alternative. That that guy, Raymond Red, you guys doing animation. I mean, animation is so rebellious for me. I can mm. see the rebel the rebellious of animation always was always to me rebellious. Because you can get away with so much in cartoons. Mm. You can get away with violence and it looks funny because it's cartoons. Mm. You can get away with, you know, Daffy Duck getting his beak slapped off. You know, if that was in, you know, like real life, that would be so violent, you know, can't. So, so there has to be that side of, of in the Philippines. And yeah. I'm glad. But you know, we have that. But the thing actually that we need more for an industry or an art form to thrive, and it's the same thing for the music scene, is we need a good ecosystem between audience and artists. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a business, you know, for it to thrive, it has to kind of be an industry and a business. An industry, and, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, definitely we have great filmmakers. Um, and, you know, lately a lot of them have been doing like the festival rounds. And that's fantastic because it gets the recognition. Yeah. But at the same time, I think what we're lacking is really building on what the industry could be and should be. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to rely on government handouts or grants. You're right. actually creating stuff that people, you know, remember the heyday of like, like Filipino music? Like, remember, like, even the bands, like Wolfgang or The Dawn or whoever. It's like people yeah. wanted it. People yeah, want the there was albums. An in, there, there was an industry. There was an industry. And yeah. I feel like it needs to be that same way for film yeah. where you're not saying, apang masa lang yan or whatever. Parang walang ganun kasi lahat lahat naman tayo. Pinoy, it's right? all film. It's all it's under all one. It's all film. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to work harder to service the audience. For me, right. I feel like that's where it is. And when you build an, an ecosystem that is healthy, you mm-hmm. don't have to rely on handouts or someone helping you. There's no yeah. cult of personality. Yeah. There is just that, you know, connection between audience and, and industry in that same way, where you're not making stuff because you think, ah, ganito lang sila, we're going to dumb it down because then that gets us more money yeah, for me. Exactly. That's, a, that's disrespect. You Ex- know? Exactly. That is total disrespect. If yeah. you pan, if you pander, if you pander totally. yeah. If you pander to to your assuming them to be stupid, correct? Oh my God, that's a that's total disrespect, man. Total disrespect. Everyone yeah. watches everything from Marvel to Korean to Japanese to like you know. There's no there's no oh, only Filipino. That's the thing also with the internet. It's like, and to an extent, piracy. But in that same way, piracy also hurts us. You know the Philippine creatives oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in terms of getting on a a bigger stage, yeah, right. In terms of that platform, but the thing we really have to fix, and I've been talking to some people, it's not an overnight fix, but it's oh. more a build. Well, the so, Philippines is not an overnight fix. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we know this. <laughs> yeah. So everything everything in it is just as slow as the as the country. You know. So, the, I I don't know. I think 
I think Philippine cinema, just like how it was in the 90s during our era, mm. where we really made an impact to that generation. Because that after, because there was a generation uh, after us, a younger one, mm. and they had their, their group of bands, like Greyhound, right. Slapshot, and Cheese, Queso. Right. right. After that, it just waned and waned and waned. And so know, now, right? so now there's still popular bands like a, a, Ace of Spades, Four of Spades. Mm, They're really Spades. popular, no? But I don't see their their uh, their alter ego, their uh, the other band that is the opposite. Like the E Heads, like before, the E Heads were so popular. But right. then you had Wolfgang, who was right. lurking, lurking in the shadows, just as popular, <laughs> just as popular, but yeah. in the shadows, you know. Yeah. So there's that. So then you could see the dynamics of the of the Filipino uh, uh, young person at during that time. For but let's okay. say yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead, go ahead. So like for say let's say ten years from from uh, from nineteen ninety one to two thousand and one. That mm-hmm. decade was like I could see from my point of view from the drum set. I could see a culture forming and morphing and and just totally. changing and then disappearing. I know when, when the when the younger generations came up, it just disappeared. It's like where are the bands? What happened to all the bands? And then I, I see I see four of spades. It's like four of spades. That's it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think people like it's because you guys would gig, like you guys would perform. Yeah. And I think at some point that kind of declined. But then that should have been bigger heads thinking in terms of like, how do you build the like crossover? Like, you know, because like, say, if you're playing to a younger crowd, that then at some point they started, they had to work now or they got caught up with family yeah. and lives, yeah, right? Exactly. Yep, yep. So then, then it should have been sort of bigger picture thinking of like, well, how do you nurture the next generation or what's the trend and where do we go? Because yeah. that's really building the industry. So in a way, that's kind of the discussion now. And and for cinema, like I've been on a couple of panels, like I, my takeaway is like maybe we're setting roots for something we don't see in our lifetime, but it need to start. Otherwise, it never happens. Oh, yeah, I think it's the same. To. Yeah, it's the same for music also. Because yeah. I wonder like, where are all our acts? Where are all our, you know, you know, there are no more acts. Yeah, like where, you like, know? and maybe acts is such an old fashioned word for the kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> what would it like, be? Oh my God. What's their, uh, what's, have, their, what's their flex? You know, that's the word. Yeah. Acts. Yeah. <laughs> You know, What's there were so flex, many right? cool Filipino songs, and not just like the Gary Vs of the world. Yeah, there's that. But and even, you know, even when Sinachino, my brother, like came up with sound, like there was such yeah. a cool yeah. mix of like collective. Yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about them. But yeah, they were cool. I loved. I, I I found them really cool, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we old? But I love it so much. I'm just like, oh my god, it's no, my because favorite. and it's were, not because they, it's my brother and cousin, but yeah. it's just like it's my favorite. Album. No, yeah, and, and they were playing cool music. That that mm-hmm. was it. It was like mm-hmm. it was groovy and, and danceable. And it's like it's like we look at Chino, man. He looks cool. Up there. Yeah, yeah. I rem- now I remember. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about them. What was, what was, like the, what was that, the name again? Um Sound. Sound, yeah. And they had the cool name. It's like, oh shit, the fucking right? cool band name. I should have thought of that name. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Gotta, but I was 
because China and Paolo also, Paolo played the drums, right? And then China would be oh, the bass. Yeah. So they both live in Australia right now. And they still, like, you can't get it out of them. You can't get the musician out of them because oh, they still cool. gig. They found, they like, other people. Cool. I mean, they play and then, they'll, you know, they're family men. So, like, but they'll play and they're still really good. And I'm just like, oh, these people don't know how good they have it over here. Yeah. <laughs> like Paolo and Chino. <laughs> yeah. It's it, yeah, musicians and and especially musicians because musicians form bands, you know. Yeah. More than being a solo writer, right. you know? it's really mostly bands. And and the thrill of being in a, in a band, you're in a gang, and right? You, you have an actual mission. When you're in a band, you have an actual mission because I I, I talked to this with Paco before. It's like when you make a when you're in a band and you start writing songs together that's already you're getting married to your bandmates you're getting engaged <laughs> really? you're, yeah really? because yeah. you're making a commitment to write something wow. to make art together you're you're like w- the way wolfgang would write is that me the three instrumentalists would jam bam 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 someone has a riff and hmm. put together an arrangement um, i was pretty good at arranging parts you know we would shuffle them around and then put them together. And then we would give it, tape it, and then give it to the singer. Uh, Basti would, would come up with lyrics. You know, you'd mm. get inspired by listening to the music. Right. And then we would so jam cool. it, get together in the studio and jam, and then see if it works. And then make demos and see if it works. And then... Right. So it's, it's, it's a commitment, man. It's a real commitment. If you're Good. serious in your band, you are... Oh my God! I mean, yeah, Wolfgang. I mean, that's, that's Wolfgang, like we lasted ten years. That's yeah, a long you guys time. did. That's I feel a long like time. You guys are still going on. If you got back together for anything, people mm-hmm. would. I would watch. You know what I mean? Like if you put out a new album tomorrow, like I would buy it. No, I know. Basically. I, 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 I totally understand that. But I mean, ten years. If you, of if like you talk, performance and everything. No, I mean, ten years band, band in band years. That's a, a lot. Time. That's yeah. a long time. That's a long time, especially if you're a successful band. Ten mm. years is a long time because, wow, you know, I mean, especially uh, I'm talking my my own thing. Mm. It's like when you're in your early twenties and you in mid twenties and you're that popular, it, it gets to your head. Mm. I was a kid, 25, 26, 27. man. I mean, now of course. Hindsight is twenty twenty, you know. <laughs> but of course, back then I thought I was the shit, you know. But well, you were, you are. Like, no, I know, I know. Like but in my, but, but I mean, drummer. No, I know. Thank you. But but I mean, if I, you know, I have more, you know. Of course, when you're older, you have more experience. You have more control. Right. You, have, you know. But so yeah, it's just the commitment of being in a in a band. So right. musicians will always. The raid, our radars are always wink, 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 wink. <laughs> and then if you get wind of another musician and you like their style, right? You you can't not say, "Hey, dude, I like how you play guitar. You want to jam? I play drums." You know. Oh, it, that's it's, cool. It, that's how musicians are. You know, especially right, the right. ones that are that are not shy to be in a band, right? Because there are people, there are musicians that are like so good, but they just stay in their bedroom because they just can't. Mm. You know, yeah, because it's performance. If you're in a band, you're performing. Yeah, and you're sharing, and some people can't share. You know, they just can't. They're not comfortable. So anyway, going back to that thing. uh, Wait, I have a funny story. I just remembered because, like, 
this was maybe late 90s. And I was driving to work. I was working at Unitel at the time. And so I was driving to work. It was, must have been like nine in the morning or something like that, or just before. And I saw you coming out of, there used to be like a club on Jupiter, kind of near the cemetery, kind of near. Yeah, Handlebar, right? Was it Handlebar? In so Polaris. Yeah, it was, yeah, Polaris, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so like I was driving, I was like driving, and then finally there's a stoplight, and then you came out of Handlebar at 9 a.m. So I don't know if you guys had been there since the night before. Oh, And really? I didn't see you know what? Yeah, it's like you and two other guys, and your hair was like super long then. And so 9 a.m.? I think 9 a.m., dude. So then <laughs> I looked over, I said, woof, woof. And you could, I don't know if you could really see me or it was like the light had blinded you because finally it registered with me. Then you just flashed me a peace sign. I was like, oh. what is this peace sign? <laughs> I was laughing dude, so those hard. Were, those, were my hip, those were my hippie days. I was yeah, a, you were in a tie-dye. I, I remember you were in a tie-dye shirt. Oh, and it was my, like I was a hippie hair. for a while, dude. It I was, was a hippie. I, I, would, I would call it says like, I was a, a hippie na naliligo. Buti naman. Hippie na hindi mabaho. That was me. Correct, correct. But I was so into that. I was so into I I, I oh saw God, I remember that. I saw Woodstock, you know, the film, and I was like, mm-hmm. I fell in love with that whole late 60s hippie yeah. era. Yeah. Man, for about maybe two, three years, I was like that. <laughs> I, was like I that. know. But remember when you started growing out your hair? And then it was like Lucy Van Pelt. <laughs> yep. yep. That's how I got my fucking nickname in fucking high school, man. Because my, every time my my mom my mom would never bring me to the barber shop. It would grow out. She would do it herself. Okay? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So she would just, because in, in, in high school, we had a, a haircut limit. It, once your hair started to touch the collar of your shirt, you had to cut it. You had to cut it, you know? Right, it's right, Catholic right. boy school, you know? Correct. So she's like, I don't want to pay for the barber every two weeks until, you know, when that, so I'm going to just, she'll just cut, you know, at the, at the, at the collar. And then she wouldn't, Style the rest of the hair. <laughs> Reverse mullet. It's but, like long. No, it became front. an afro. It would be like growing oh this God, way really? because the because the, the back is short, but short. everything else is still growing. You know. That's hilarious. So everyone started calling me Fang Face, and then Teen Wolf, and they got tired of Teen Wolf. They started calling me Wolf as a put down. You know, as a tease. You know, when you get teased in high school, and you know, and then. When, when I joined Antioch, I put Wolf in my in my application form. I don't know if you know this story. No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. So the application form, right? In the, to for the weekend. And did Mike bring you in? Who brought you into Antioch? No, my my because I was living, I was boarding. Uh my, my family was living in Iloilo at the time. They yeah. Had to, they had to move. I think they just had to move there. But I didn't want to move. I was like, you know, I'm a Taurus. I'm like, fuck, I'm staying here, man. Correct. Like, you know, I dig my heels. So it's like, uh, so, okay, so I had to stay with aunts, you know. I had to be a boarder. Hmm. So um, I was boarding in the grandparents' house of Miguel Ortigas and hmm. David Aguirre, yeah. Because hmm. my, my parents, my, my mom was friends with them. You hmm. know, uh, Pelota partners and all of that. Um <clears throat> And so I lived there, and that's and then I, I'm you know like I, like 
we said, I'm like introvert, extrovert. So I'd be just right. in the room listening to the radio. I'm so happy doing that already. I, and then my aunt, you know, she's not really my aunt, but uh, you, you know. Like you know family friend, you, you, you call everybody tita. And correct, tita. correct. Um, so we were in, uh, in the dinner table and then she just gets the application form. It's like, and then slams it on the, you join this. <laughs> You gotta get out of you gotta get out of your room. You need friends. Join this. Exact words. Oh my god. You need, you need friends. friends. You need friends. Get out of the room. You know, because she noticed I was just in the room the whole time. You know, I don't go out. Um, so then the application form goes name, last name, nickname. So I put Leslie Hemora. I go, shit. You know, I'm I never went out in public and with I I never had friends before that. I mean, no high school. Really? No, wala talaga high school friends. Wala just my classmates. Oh my just my God. classmates. So after dismissal, I have no more friends. I just go home, and my family. Those are my friends. My parents, my yeah. sister. Those are the people I hang out with. Or right, right. I'm just alone in the room. Wow. Watching TV or or in the living room watching TV. I know how to entertain myself. So yeah, but how hard to know. be like a border without your comfort zone at such a time in life you know you're kind of a teen kind of growing into that that must yeah. have not been easy either no but the thing was i was never exposed to teenage life before that corrupted you. oh my god it opened <laughs> my, wor- my world sounds. my my auntie made me who I am and, and and made me who I am and then marijuana just took me <laughs> to what I really am. Right. But Antio was the, the one that's like because you know you know me as I'm just loud and you know and me and Wally and, and all of that your oh, shenanigans yeah. and Mike totally. and, and all of them. Correct. I was I was always like that but at home. Mm. I, was, I was a clown with my parents with my sister my cousins whatever but and neighbors, you know, you hang out with your, the, the other neighborhood kids, you know. Right, right. But I never, like, at that age, I never had a group of friends that age. Like, teenagers, you know. Well, you're stuck with us now. It's yeah. going to go away. No, but then I was, like, I was so happy. It's like, it's like, oh, my God. These people are all nice, you know. And then, and then Antioch, and then. That was the first time I ever kissed a girl on the cheek. No. Just to beso. On the cheek. <laughs> beso. No, beso. Everyone is making beso. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, holy shit, I'm kissing girls. Yeah, I'm kissing girls. Oh, my God. I was 15. Dude, I was 15, 16. Can you imagine that? So you just imagine that. You can make that a film. Write that into a film. That's a scene right there. Oh I was God. like, I'm kissing, I'm kissing girls. girls. Like, I'm kissing every girl in the room, and they're all cute. Oh my God, what's this? What's this, Antioch? Huh? No one ever told like, me about my Tita doesn't even know about this. Yeah, my dad, my Tita doesn't even know. And then, of course, we did the weekend. I was like, oh my God. And then people were sharing, and then, and then it would be. I don't want to divulge. Div- yeah, yeah. The, Let's the, not go out. But that, but there's that that last part when everyone's in a circle, right? You know what that part is, right? Yep, yep. And so, and you know, uh, whoever was talking would be so open with their whatever they were going through at mm. sixteen, you know. And I was like, "Holy shit, what's this?" 
That was the first time I ever saw that, ever experienced right. something like that. Right. Something right. that's really, really raw and open. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, she's talking, and then they and then people start crying. I'm like, whoa, okay. When she <laughs> it's crying, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you I'm just like, kissed girls that Friday. You're like, wait now. <laughs> wait, wait till Sunday. Now man. <laughs> wait till the now, end. The Which, by, the end, by the end, I was I was bawling too. I was like, <laughs> I was like, and then so it was very uh it was an, an an enlightening event in my life. And it just I think my compassion for human beings started from there. Oh wow. From that, yeah. I mean, real compassion, real, like, because people were giving me hugs. They were total strangers. They hugged me. Mm. You know? It's pretty powerful. I mean, it's, it's powerful. pretty powerful to be, and I think we were lucky where we kind of had that very open and accepting community, like, especially <laughs> guys and girls where it's not, you don't have to be afraid. You know what I mean? And then going yeah. out in the world afterwards, you're like, oh, wait, no, life is not like Antioch. <laughs> no, 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 no. But... <laughs> But but if you project that love to the outside world, right. then you're spreading the, that that message of anti. Right, that's true. But, that's you true. know because that's I'm a hugger now, especially right. here in the states when they, they don't shake hands. If if you shake hands to the first meet, second meet you shake hands, third meet you hug already. That's the mm. way it is here, you know. Yeah. So, exactly. but but I learned how to really embrace a person during those times. I mean, really embrace a person. You know, when when especially when the you know you you ladies would hang out, you'd you'd have your own thing, and we guys would hang out there in Saint Tropez in the in the, oh East Saint Louis. You remember that? Yeah. Part? Oh my and god. Yes. And oh my god, the crying sessions there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. For the guys, oh huh? For the guys. guys. These are guys. The you know, course, this is all after the fifth beer, right? After <laughs> yes, the fifth beer. Like, dude, I love you. Oh my God, man. I love you so much. And like, oh my God. So I learned how to be vulnerable. Right. And that's during, and that's when you're 15, 16. That's, I mean, right. those, are, those are the years when teenagers usually clam up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, it was so good. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, looking at looking back at it now, I think that was that is the purpose of that movement is to show young people, young adults, young people who are about to become adults. Yeah. To have that uh, that adult kind of love, not not the not the, not the parent child, but Mm-mm. equal, you know. You're you're giving love to another person, right? Who is your same age as you? Yeah, you know, just another person. Yeah, and, and it's quite pure. You know, it's not tainted. It's it very is. It pure. is very pure, man. Yeah. It's very pure. That's why, that's why I'm still friends with you guys because hmm. it's pure. Totally. It wasn't fake, and then you know, I mean, the fake people they didn't last. You know, I don't know them anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just right. like that, you know. If there, if there are people who were pure to you and you were pure back. Those are the people that you still, you like their energy, you know? So yeah. that even if you don't see each other, you see each other on Facebook and that's it. If it's their birthday, you say, you type, happy birthday, okay. you know, okay. something like that. Okay. And that's a big deal for people. And you, when you get Facebook happy birthdays and it's like, <laughs> feel good, you know? Yeah, totally. So anyway, so I mean, funny. I hope 
see, that's the thing that's lacking in the Philippines is some anti-human love. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, it's different. I think it's a little different now because sometimes there's we didn't have social media growing up, so there's no yeah you couldn't there's no preconception as much as like now possibly. Yes. So it's a bit harder, I think, for maybe young people to break through that shell. Plus, it's a it feels like a safer connection to connect through social media, but that's also right. not. It's not as an immediate like your best of best over the girls. <laughs> no, I mean, but 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 uh, but I uh, I mean, is that culture still alive now in the Antioch batches now? Those kids I are mean, they making beso beso? Is that still a thing now? Or is uh, probably. It, I mean, the person you should yeah. ask is JJ. JJ super active. Oh right, right, right. But no, JJ but also I mean, has kids. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about here in the States. Well, you know, kids everywhere, they just, it's the hormone. It's a hormonal, hormonal thing, you know. So whatever, they'll always be, you know, interested in something. The opposite sex, same sex, whatever, you know. Right, exactly. At, those, at that age. For sure. I mean, that's like part of growing up. Oh, and then, and then another thing is like, it's the most uh, number of, not to diminish the other ladies, you know, but a number of mestiza women <laughs> in one place that I have ever seen in my life. There were so Hello. many white. There were so your, many white your girls. Family's from the, Ilo, your family's from Iloilo. They have all the mestiza pretty girls from no, there. No, I mean, I mean, I, I, of course, I know, I know, but, yeah. but, but I mean, but I mean the the Caucasian looking ones, the Spanish looking mestizo ones. So it's I, Ilo, know, I Ilo. Hello. No, I know. Oh, Ilo, Ilo. <laughs> Hello. Like, every time I see like a congregation, like oh my god, they're so beautiful. <laughs> Sabe. That is true. But I mean, when you're 15 and then you're making beso all these beautiful girls, hey, <laughs> it's something else, man. And then, <laughs> but but you know, but when we went through the weekend, it became deeper. Yeah, you know, they were like, on. you know, when when you start sharing and 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 really being open about it and then wow man i mean looking back you now thinking about it it's like that's why i'm very open with myself nowadays i don't really mind talking about myself or what mm. i think right as, right as you can see i'm fucking talking my ass off <laughs> <laughs> so and i learned it all from there from that part of my life you know it was it was awesome yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it's yeah, really, yeah. it's really special, and the the friendships are well. It's almost like siblings. You know what I mean? It's basically family at this oh, point. Yeah, yeah. The ex the experiences we had. I mean, were extraordinary. Yeah. I think extraordinary. so. Yeah, I think well, dude, so. I mean, this is like I don't know if you, I don't know if Mike ever told you this. Hmm. There was one time, you remember his car, the Macho Machine. Correct. The blue, the blue one. The blue, the blue one. one. Yeah, the blue Toyota. Didn't, didn't he call? Didn't it have a name aside from that? No. Oh, no. The, well, we called it the Macho Machine. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's generally called the Macho Machine. That okay, part, got that it. Model, you know. So, I think it was uh, uh, one morning, Misa de Gallo. And it was him, Tiger, Philip, and I. We were hmm. still there. And, or... Uh, Anyway, we were there in the church, in the parking lot. And then Mike had said, or, or Philip said, oh, let's go to the club down the road in McKinley. 
a club down the road in McKinley? Yeah, polo club. The Polo Club. Ah, okay, okay, Polo yeah, Club. Yeah. I thought you meant like there was a club? Like, no, 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 club? Yeah, polo club. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wanted to get some food. Okay, so. And then we get on the hood of his car. Oh my God, no. Me and Philip, okay? We were on the hood. And then we were holding on to the wipers. Oh my God, you guys. And then we're just like, this is on the parking lot. He's not moving. The car's not moving. We're like, I dare you, man. Dare you. I dare you to move (laughs) the car. So Mike is like, oh, shit. You dare me? Okay. So he starts moving the car slowly. Oh my god. And then we go exit down to to you know that exit gate in the road. Yeah. And then You're so go, crazy. And then go to McKinley. You're and so then he just crazy. Drives and drives and drives and drives in McKinley. And the the, oh. the other drivers coming the other way, they're just I screaming. Like- they're screaming in the car. And we me and Philip like screaming. We're on the hood, man. We you guys are hood. so insane. It's insane. It was insane. And we, insane. Drove, we drove all the way to the front door of Polo Club. That's about oh that's about that's half a long mile. Yes. That's half a mile. That's no joke. That's no joke. I mean, looking back at it now, I mean, we, oh my god. Oh my god. You're insane. Insane. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway. So I thought anyway. you were going to talk about like when you tied Wally to the tree and then we <laughs> there for hours on end. Oh my I god. I that was crazy. Like Woo. you literally tied Wally to the tree in the church yeah. parking lot. Yeah. We were, we were, we were insane. We and were he insane. fell asleep we were... because you didn't come back. <laughs> we were so bored. That's oh my it. God. We were such bored 17, 16 year olds, man. We did anything, yeah, anything. So funny. And then, uh, oh my God, that, yeah, those years were great. So, <sighs> so anyway, let's go so back funny. before <laughs> the people get tired of our private. Uh, I know, I know. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry, guys. So, Is anyone listening? We so, apologize. wait a minute. So, going back to the writing part. Uh, okay. 20 minutes episode, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that episode you wrote, how, I mean, uh, I mean, we, we have time. We still have time. But um, yeah. um, I mean, how did you start? How did you start writing that? Did you start? Uh, did you have an idea for the start or the end and you just had to fill in the blanks? Well, so so I there were three of us, three writers. So you wrote two episodes each. Um, and the showrunner, Jay Oliva. Oh, wait, wait, before, before anything else, who <laughs> decided who was going to write who, what, which? You know? In a way, it was a little bit... Um, like, for example, one of the writers, Mick Bergara, he, you know, he loved zombies. So we were like, here, why don't you take episode four? Because that's, uh, you know, that's essentially a zombie episode. And then then uh, we decided I would write the pilot. And then it was just a matter of like, okay, just, okay, who would be a good match? So in a way, it was, you know, it wasn't like, no, this is mine. This is mine. It was like, okay, this would be good. Would you want to do this? How about this? And then we we mapped it out. But for the bigger story arc, uh, Jay Oliva came to Manila. We did like the recce, and then we had what we call the story summit. And yeah. so we mapped out, okay, what's this? What's this character arc for Alexandra from beginning to end in six episodes? And then what cases can we use from the comic books? Because in the comic books, a lot of them are case of the week, kind of case of a episode. Right. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how can we combine them where it's it it it's a nod to the fans and the OG fans of the comic book, but also serves this big arc. So that was, those were the goals. And 
figuring out like, oh, okay, for episode two, we realized, oh, these two stories are about family. So that's a good thematic and that serves her arc here, right? Or in three, there's, you know, there's the story of like uh, for the Chanak and then there's also the story of um, like uh, another sort of it's, it's combining it also with a, um, there's one, a little, no, little known case in Studio A or Studio B. So we combined that. So it was figuring out like what the good combos were. And that gave us a blueprint or kind of a broad strokes roadmap. Uh, and then each of us sort of in the room, like mapped out how we, how we thought we would do the episode. And then when we will get stopped, then everyone in the room chimes in until you've solved it. So we uh, did that for the six episodes, basically. And then on the last day, read everything through, figured out it trapped, and then we went off and wrote. But when we would write, uh, me and the two other writers would always confer, get together, whether we had to work out stuff or whether we had to figure out bigger arc stuff. So we would meet occasionally, and then I would read the drafts, and then we would do notes and then send them up for approval, basically. How would you come up with a dialogue? How do you do that? How do you decide what these people are going to say, these characters? Um, you first, I mean, everything, if it's if you're looking at it like from the bottom to a pile, it's daunting, diba. Right? But you mm, need yeah. to compartmentalize it. First, you have to think about like, and we also discussed, luckily we could get from the comic book because also written in English, you get this character. So you kind of get, okay, she would speak like this. She would be very reverential to the supernatural world because those are the rules, right? There's this courtesy that you have. It's almost like, right. you know, like a very, dipl- you need to be diplomatic because, you know, you're the Lacan and you're, 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 you're dealing with the supernatural. That's very old world. They have the rules, but you're also dealing with humans. So you figure out what the, how the character could talk and you agree upon with that with everybody. And then you kind of figure out, okay, what do what needs to happen in this scene? And then you just start from there in terms of the exchange. And you benefit also from just, just absorbing a lot of stuff and then figuring out, you know, testing a few things, seeing where it works. And sometimes that takes the longest where I know what ha- needs to happen in the scene, but I'm sitting down, I'm getting up, I'm like procrastinating. I'm like, I need more coffee, I need this. But all the time it's like working in your head up until oh like, my God. then you hit, you're like, ah, okay. And then you kind of start. But then you go back and you refine it. That's right. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always you, work, you workshop the thing. You workshop. It's like a song, I'm sure, for you guys. Yeah. It's like you go back. Okay, yeah. we can do this. And uh, at so some you point, mean, you need yeah. to like separate yourself from it also and be like, right. okay, enough. You make, you, make, you make a demo and then you listen to the demo. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. it's all in your head up until you start showing other people. Man, this is it. When you when you're done with the story, are you done? It's like you do you do you feel like okay, period, the end. Do you feel like that, or do you feel like make kulang sometimes or something? It depends. Apparently, need some you know. There's deadlines for sure, but also at the time you just need to be. That's also where you have to allow yourself to feel. I feel uh, for me, I need to feel like I'm in a safe space so that I creatively can just put it down and not overthink it because I can't mm. overthink stuff. Right. So, and then you, if you talk to other people about it and they're like, no, this is good. Then I'm like, okay. Then I trust and I just go with it. Right. 
So, but of course, when you watch it again or you think, oh, I could have done this, you always think about that like later. But unlike a song where you can perform it again, maybe with a tweak or not, you kind of, once it's locked, it's kind of there. So you're like, okay, yeah, it's, it's good. Like, you know, I'm proud of what we all accomplished. You know, even sometimes you're like, oh, I could have done this, but I'm just like, I just need to let that go. Just Dude, it's, uh, it's there. It's so, so it's, yeah, talaga, it's the best. I mean, it's so it's so, it's so good to know that we have our own that can it's just, because um i don't know if i mentioned it the last time mm. but um netflix or i think marceline was the one who told me this it's like netflix is uh funding all these independent um animation anime stories from different cultures like um there was two other um, series, anime series that I was watching along with Trese. Mm. What was Blood of Zeus? Yes. Which was uh, produced by these Greek guys. Yeah. Because that was their culture, you know? And it was, oh my God, it's so gory, but it's so galeng. It's so cool because all of these, uh, you know, Zeus and all of the uh, Greek gods are there. Right. And it's a battle the whole time. And then the other one would be, uh, I don't know if you know this one, Yasuke. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's a black samurai. But isn't Yasuke before? Parang wasn't there Yasuke before Netflix? No, this one. Well, I don't know, but this one is like really new, newly produced because the producer mm. of Yasuke is uh, an artist called um, Flying Lotus. Oh, He's I a see. Producer. I see. He's an LA producer, you know. Okay. He does okay. Uh, jazz, avant-garde music, and if you listen to the the theme song of that, that's hmm. his kind of music. And oh, the, cool. the guy singing that is another artist called Thundercat. So these are LA jazz musicians. And cool. they're also and they're also nerds. So right, they came right. he came up with this anime uh, series, Yasuke, right. Right. about a, a black samurai. That's cool. cool. So the three, th- those two, and then Trese, I was watching simul- simultaneously. And it's like, man, it's it's the same level. Same level, and I was yeah. so proud. I was so proud to, to for the all those other guys too. It's like Blood of Zeus pro- produced by these two guys with these really Greek Greek names, like Stanopoulos, whatever. Really long Greek names. So I felt proud for them that they got to make their own culture the way that it was supposed to be. Mm. It's not romantic. Zeus to God. No, they kill each other, you know. It's right, right. stuff, you know. Right. I actually so, I didn't I haven't finished it yet. I'm actually halfway up. There's so many yeah. like Yasuke is also on my list. Like I heard the premise and the story, so I really I really want to see that. And now you're telling me about the music. I want to see it. Yeah, more. listen to the theme song. If you can just listen to it, it's so that's the kind of um hip hop jazz music that's happening now in LA. Cool. It's very, yeah, it's it, yeah, you it's right. It's it's trademark Flying Lotus. That's his okay. kind of music. Okay, okay. And he's the one who also he's the executive producer, like you. Um, so it was his idea because that's that's the thing now. It's like it's like being a nerd is not frowned upon anymore. You know. No. So if they like, you know, it's like it's like I have money. Let's do an anime. You know, <laughs> and it came out really good because yeah, the animation, awesome. the animation on Yasuke is really good too because there are other. Uh, there are other characters, you know, uh, other beings that are there in that show. Right. And the way they draw them, oh man, anime is my favorite. Uh, anime have you seen? 
there's there's a it's it was done in Japan, um, but I think they also did an English language script. But it's on Netflix. The Ninja Batman or Batman Ninja. Oh, I saw, oh my god! It's so beautiful. Like it's that one so is so beautiful. Good. Also, the it's concept. So the concept was so awesome. I'm uh, yeah. going to watch those things again. And I think now Star Wars announced, which I'm also excited to see, like Star Wars, but all Japanese artists. <sighs> so I think it's going to be like Batman Ninja in a way, which Is I'm excited to see. In Disney. I don't know. It's probably Disney Plus, most yeah, likely yeah, yeah. on Disney Plus. But that one, I'm like, oh, that's going to be cool. Because I really enjoyed Batman Ninja. And I also learned a lot in terms of, how they mostly do story for Japanese anime, like, you know, what they're, the way they map it out. And then when you actually do the English, and I read this and I saw like a thing, when you actually do, when they did the English language script, you kind of had to rejigger it because a lot of the sort of, you, you didn't, they didn't just translate it. So they, in a way, they kind of had to rearrange the edit and kind of do a script to fit it. In a way. So I thought that process must have been so fascinating. And the fact that both the American writers and the Japanese creators were okay with it in terms of that collaboration. So, and I think both work really well, like in the Japanese and then in the, because in the English I, one, Mark Hamill. I would I think ra- with the Japanese anime, I would rather listen to it in Japanese and, and read the subtitles because I love listening to the Japanese yeah. language. But it's the same for Tressa, though, because I feel like it's too different. In a way, it's it's, it's almost like a different. It's a, if you listen to it in English, which is the original, how we recorded it, and then uh-huh. you listen to the Filipino dub, right? Because it hits it di- well. Because also you and I grew up in the Philippines, so it also yeah. hits differently in the Filipino dub. But actually, in the English, it's just such a pleasure to listen to the performances also and listen to how. No, it I. I, I actually preferred, and uh, I hope people don't get mad at me for this, but I actually preferred the English dub because the original dub, because when she would cast the spell or mm. a chant in Tagalog, there would be more impact, mm. you know, because they're all speaking in English, and then she would do the the, the whatever Filipino spell, the spell, yeah, you know, the spell in Tagalog, and like, I think I think there was more impact in that. But you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the the Filipino dub, of course. Try the Filipino dub because yeah. it listen to it in Filipino, is it's also it's different in terms of there's a poetry in it. Eh. So, yeah, I know, I know. And so um, and also Filipino and not Tagalog because Tagalog is a dialect. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, region. Filipino. Yeah, Filipino. Because we also use words. Filipino as a language actually uses words that are not just Tagalog. So right. when everyone says Tagalog dub, I always am the nerd that corrects. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. guys, it, it's a language that represents the nation. The so, nation. so it's Filipino. It's yeah. Filipino, exactly. Yeah. That's why some people were like, I think somebody put in like a, a YouTube thing, like, yeah, it's the Tagalog dub because there's no language called Filipino. I wouldn't be like, no, the language <laughs> is called Filipino. Yeah. Tagalog <laughs> is a sub-language. Correct. It's a dialect. Yeah. It's that, a dialect. Know, it right, makes right. up the, you know, a lot of the Filipino language, but it's not the entirety of the Filipino No, language. I mean, it's the dialect that includes, you know, Metro Manila, that whole area that's Tagalog, right. you know. Right, so, exactly. So whatever is sp- spoken in the capital, I guess that's the 
Yeah, but in, but, language, right? but in a way, no, not necessarily. Not but necessarily. because not necessarily because also Filipino, sorry, nerd like language. Yeah, language, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, go. The language encompasses words that are Bisayan, you know, from different dialects, like up north. Like we use the word karitan, which sorry, uh, Rudolph Baldonado, who who you know supervised the the translations for the dub, pulled this word, and it's not Tagalog. It's called karitan, and it uh-huh. it means it doesn't mean hell. It means like uh, other world or underworld. Uh-huh. And that's not What's Tagalog. The word? So karitan, karitan. Karit, karit, Dash-an. So, karit-an. Ah, karit-an. karit-an. Yeah. And people are like, where is that word from? I'm like, see, it's not Tagalog. It's like, yeah. it's part of the language where, you know, and he even thought, and this is, so I, we, I discussed the, the dub with Rudolf, and we talked about, okay, how would this character speak, you know? Like, the twins, actually, even in the book, they're kind of conyo. <laughs> they're basically like you Oh, guys. yeah, they are. They're yeah. basically you guys. Yeah, they I are. See the Even the I accent. think of you, Cinemike. Like yeah. I think of all you guys in Edmond, like that. Yeah. Like it's they're basically like when, you guys. When, they, when the twins started talking, it's like, wait, and that's what I told. I'm like, okay, this is this is, oh, this is what I have to explain. Yeah, I have to explain. This is what Konyo is because the Griffin who voiced the the Kambal in the English language, he grew up in the states. I'm like, he didn't. This is what Konyo is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain sector of society, correct? This is where, like the men, where the men, where the men and women speak weird like that. <laughs> they, they, they hold on to hoods of cars to go to polo club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, I and you know, in in that scenario, I remember now. You know where Tiger was. You remember his moped? They had moped. Yeah. The, he was uh, on the, the moped. Wait, the hopper. The hopper. No, hopper, was it right? Hopper? No, no, no. It was a, a, a notch above the hopper. It was, was it more, a Vespa? Was he on a Vespa? Or it no, was like a motorcycle a still, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a, like a, a, a Japanese moped. Mm. Then, but he was on that. We were on the hood of the car. And then Tiger was like following the car. Guys, they're so insane. <laughs> <laughs> you can that's make that so a scene crazy. in a movie too. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's... Okay, so um, before we get out of here... I wanna. I just wanna. There's so many movies that, films that can be made. That, that are in my head in 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 the Philippine Filipino context. Like you mm-hmm. remember? Uh, have you seen On the Job? The one of yep. uh, Eric Mati. And and the other one, the the one with uh, Anne Curtis, the really violent one. I am um, by bust. By bust. Oh my god, dude! I was like, holy shit. This is like this is more violent than like you know the the violent American films that I've seen. You know, it's like wow. So it's like there's so many other scenarios like that, like like on the job. You I should mean, check actually it because also the Philippines, but we're such a in a way we're kind of a small territory. But if you check out. Like if we were in connection with Southeast Asia, it makes it a bigger territory. So part of that is also seeing films from our neighbors. And you, yes. have you seen the Have you seen the Raid from Indonesia? No. Oh my God! I think it's on Netflix. You should watch the Raid. It. Yeah. So my recommendation to you: the Raid, Extreme uh-huh. Job. Extreme Job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So because that's also part of how we grow. Like cinema in the Philippines is kind of just being exposed to like what the neighbors are doing now, right? Yeah. Not yeah. not being in our room, we kind of have to go out and make yeah. them beso beso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But but what what I was trying to say was is that the Filipino culture has so many 
um, facets of and experiences that you can put on film, and they haven't done that yet. It's like if there is an American Pie, there is for sure an American Pie, uh, yeah. Filipino style. You know, not not to copy them, but that kind of uh, yeah. um, you know high school going to college kind of thing, where it's just kalokohan all the time. You know, like being on the hood of a car, you know, a speeding car in traffic. You know, stuff like that. You know, it yeah. happened. So it's like. I think the Philippines can get away with a lot of stuff like that. And another thing that I noticed is like in By Bust, it was Ad Curtis. And then in uh, On the Job, it was um, uh, Piolo Pascual. Hmm. So you had these showbiz personalities crossing over to this other world, you know, the alternative film, Filipino film world, and actually looking like serious actors. You know what I mean? And Anne Curtis, I mean, she looked like, I mean, an action star. I mean, mm. if there's no, if there's if there's one thing Anne Curtis is, she's a damn good action star. Mm. She's proven it there in that by bust film. I mean, I was so I was like, Anne Curtis, I mean she better she better kick my my ass. And she mm. did. When I was like, oh damn, yeah, Anne Curtis, if she's not a good singer, I know that. We know that. She's probably not a good dramatic actress, but she's a damn fine and good action star. Mm, yeah, and, I mean, like that genre, like action, I wish we did have more of it. Because, yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's fun and it does travel, although it's pricey. So it's figuring out like, okay, then how do you, that's what I'm saying in terms of like how we need to be realistic and, and really empathize with, okay, where's our audience now? Right. Right. In terms of like, how is it best? What kind of stories will connect with them? Because the more you build that, then if you build a healthier ecosystem, you can actually have a wider range of of films and stories that you can tell. But you yeah. kind of need to start somewhere in terms of that build. So it needs to also see, OK, where how can we connect with the audience? My gosh, that's it's so hard. I mean, hmm. I, it's I, not easy. It's not easy because in, 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 in music, you don't have that thought unless you really want to. You know, unless, unless you're really, uh, your purpose is to make pop music that is popular mm. and make, will make you the instant money. You know, it doesn't last forever, but, you know, flavor of the month. But musicians don't really think in those terms. It's like whatever's coming out, it sounds good to us. Then. Yeah, but also it's cheaper for you guys to produce a song than yeah. it is to produce a film or a series. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can be more off the cuff, unfortunately for us. Like, right. If you want to build an industry. But it's not to say that, it. That, again, it's not to say you're going to do it cheap and fast either, right? And there's a lot of thought that goes into it. But the where you can start is, as an audience member, am I stressed out about the pandemic? So then you're like, I don't want to see a show about the pandemic because I'm right. leaving it. You just yeah. kind of go with that. You know, it's really that empathy for where are you at now? What are people watching? What haven't they seen? What would they want to watch? And you start with yourself because at the end of the day, we're all audience members also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So last, before we go, I hmm. uh, just want to know, and uh, tell the audience your all-time favorite films. No, no not by number, not by chart. Just the, the films that you just, you see it on cable and you're going to watch it. 
you know, it's That's like that. So hard, especially because there's so many. There's like some of the moment, and then, but all time is hard, though. All time is so hard. Um, yeah, that's really never an easy question. Because <laughs> I all I like so many different genres. Yeah, so it doesn't like matter. If you're so, like, so, so if you're like animation, then it's like Studio yeah, so pick, and like so pick five and then one from each whatever genre. Let's okay, say five so genres. Like, let's say I love uh, my neighbor Totoro for animation. Um, for historical kind of action, there's a Korean film called The Assassination. Uh, the director is Choi Dong-hoon. That's really good. He also has this other good film called The Thieves. That's really good. Um, and then for... Uh, oh, gosh. That's so tricky. How about the Mababo Marvel superheroes? Marvel? I actually like the first, Aven- the first Avengers because the structure of that is so tight. Um, I really like that. I like... You know, I liked Wonder Woman just because it was so... Ah, well, I love Black Panther. I really love Black Panther. Oh, yeah, Black Panther. Like, even the construction and how it's made and how they they showcased, like, the culture and and the hero. Oh, Wakanda. so good. Um, And Star Wars, okay. Star Wars, like, episode four has to be up there. Um, Uh, A New Hope, yeah, of course. Yeah, New Hope has to be up there. Um. Old school, like I like, there's this old French film called Rules of the Game by Jean Renoir that I really like. Um, But also a lot of like 30s Preston Sturges, like comedies are really good. Um, Oh, Mababo comedy. Mababo comedy, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, oh yeah, I love that. Oh, oh my god, it's so good, dude. Ah. So good. Oh my god, I watched that like recently on HBO. Yeah, but that's so why you like good. Extreme Job. Extreme Job is kind of kung fu hustle, oh, okay, Not okay. As, but it's calm. It's super laugh trip like that. Yeah. you can watch it every time and you're still laughing. Ah. There's so many wolves. I can't narrow it to five. <laughs> like yeah, I love I know, Silence I know, I know. in the Lab. Okay, no, I'll, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll 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 shout out a genre and then whatever. So okay, okay. Um, let's say uh, the '80s, uh, not the chick flicks, but the you know the college like Sixteen Candles, that kind of thing. The hmm, John like Landau, the John Hughes, the John, John Hughes, Hughes. Uh, the John Hughes style. Maybe, well, maybe Pretty in Pink. No, actually, no, no, no. What do I like? But I like 16 Candles. That's good. Of course, there's St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, my God. Right? But but you remember when we all went to Field of Dreams? We all watched oh, yeah. Field of Dreams. And we were sitting on the floor. And I think it was you and Peachy was looking at the cornfield. <laughs> and then she's like... Where's Kevin Costner? And you were Philip. It's like he's there, and Kevin Costner's face is so big. She's like, "Where's Kevin Costner?" <laughs> oh, we were in the floor in the front because it was full. The theater. It was full. full. Yeah, that's when you could sit on the floor in the theater, and we didn't. Yeah, care no, oh my gosh. Like, Let's just sit on the floor. Yeah, feel feel the dreams is good. Yeah, those. Yeah. Good. If you build those, it, they will come. Correct, oh, yeah. like all those like you know, like that. Uh, era how about uh, are you into sports films? Yeah, I love a good sports film. Um, I watched The Blind Side lately, and I think that holds mm. up. But, of course, there's Rudy and 
cool runnings, always fun, right? There's always something to love about the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, cool runnings. Oh my God. That's one mm. of my favorites. Right? It's so good. Um, how about, you know, how about um, mafia style? That uh, kind well, of thing. It doesn't yeah. have to be Italian mafia. Like that style, you know, gangster. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the Godfather, of course, but I actually like, uh, there are, what's it called again? Gosh, I'm blanking on the name. There's some Japanese ones that are cool. Um, sorry, the name is escape. I'll look for it and then I'll message you. But, you know, uh, there's the Godfather. Um, and actually, LA Confidential, I like. Like in that oh, noir, yeah. in that noir genre, I really like that. So, yeah, that's good. LA Confidential. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, last. Uh, hmm. Rom com. Oh, rom com. What's a really good rom com? Actually, right now, the really good rom coms are Korean series more than films. Really? But, yeah, because that's actually. Like you do, it's a great way to do romantic comedy and it's very accessible. So 16 episodes, you, you fill in more of the romantic stuff than you would do for two hours, right? In terms of the rom-com. So for me, that, that also is groundbreaking. Oh, wow. Uh, in terms of that. And then for Filipino films, it's kind of, I'm hard up because there's so many you know, big and small films that I do like. Even like, actually, but the, actually the romantic films of Joey, direct Joey Reyes are actually really good, even the older ones, uh-huh. like with Sharon and all that, because he really got some great performances out of Yeah, them. well, I mean, so that's why Sharon really, is Sharon. You know? Right, and he's, he's so, even back then, he was so, he was such a good actor's director, and he still is now, so oh, okay. I really love those, yeah. Have you seen In the Heights? Not yet. I haven't. Oh, my God. I mean, oh just that opening God. scene, though. I mean, I've seen it in I've seen it in the musical theater here in the Philippines. So I and I think I've, I've really? seen some. Yeah, yeah. They, they stage it with Noi Volante. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. It wasn't bad. And I think even Lin-Manuel came for like oh, opening wow. night or so something how, like that. So what is the music live? Is there a band playing the music? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, repertory style, basically. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I mean, and they got uh, a, a Korean guy to do to direct it. No, John Chu is... Oh, it's Chinese. I'm sorry. Chinese-American. Chinese. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Chinese-American. John yeah. Chu. He also, he also did Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. He did Crazy... And then, because and, uh, there is... Um, if you see it on HBO, there's uh, they have uh, it's not an after dark, but it's a podcast. So there's mm. there. Really? Okay. And I mean, the way just, they staged the music was so good. Even that opening number is so different from the opening number. And then I yeah, what what, what the director well. what the director wanted was because they said okay, we can get just uh, have like fifteen dancers. I said no, man, I want a hundred dancers. Yeah, it's gotta be big. So, so that's the, the, when you see the dance routines. There, there are so many dancers doing the same thing in unison. Oh my god, it's yeah. so good! It's so that that's gonna get an Oscar nod, man. I mean, it should. 
Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's like it reminds you of those really good Bollywood films. And when you watch, yes, actually, yes. even watching Bollywood films, it's its own, it's its own group altogether. Where it could be like a murder mystery, but then there's song and dance in between. Yeah. Like it's so trippy, but you just go with it. So the butler did it. Exactly, exactly. I love it so much. Someone's died. Okay, let's break into song and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, there's so much of like. And it becomes part of, it's the same with Korean stuff and like Indian and Chinese and Japanese. Like there's, it, they, they do it where it becomes a part of their cinematic language. And yeah. so I think we're also developing that for the Philippines. Like we're not quite there yet just because we can mimic so many different styles. So it's really just about the storytelling, like really getting to tell the best stories we can. Oh yeah. And one last thing, I have to tell you this, um, this other show, the, um, what's what's getting popular nowadays are uh, black horror films. Mm-hmm. Direct, all and when I say black, everyone's black. The director's black, producer, you know, the actors are all you know, it's all black. So black like, like Get Out, you know, like like um, Get Out, yeah, yeah. Jordan like, Peele, yeah. Jordan Peele, yeah. man, yeah, scary shit. He's such there's, a great filmmaker. Like full stop, though. Like, he's have you seen uh, the one? There's an HBO one, and it's called Lovecraft County. Have you seen oh, is it good? Yet? Oh, it good? it's so good. It's, like, I, it, it's on my list, but I have a long list. So sometimes I, I know, don't but, get to Yeah, it. this one is so good and it's very historical. Um, before we get out of it, uh, go to Wikipedia and go to like uh, 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 type in um, uh, Oklahoma City Black um, Riots. Okay. Black Wall Street Riot in Oklahoma mm. City. Mm. The setting of that Lovecraft County starts in with that event. Oh wow, that's it awesome. was a very violent, really racist event that happened, and it was only getting attention the past two years. Mm. And then Lovecraft County really put it there that, because that's the opening scene. That part. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. So yeah. All right, Tanya, you son, thank you very much. Thank you, Wolf. I, it was so I, good I, to I, chat. Sorry yeah. if people got bored when we were reminiscing. That's what old no, people no, no. do. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what old people do. Yeah, so... Sorry, kids. Yeah, congratulations. You'll get here congratulations on Trece. Uh, what's, what's, what's up next, man? Is there anything um, in the works? Um, well, we have a bunch of films and series that we're working on for different platforms for BASE, which is the company, you know, I, I co-founded and which produce Tresse. We're hoping for, fingers crossed, that, you know, we can get future seasons of Tresse. Um, but we also have a, a sort of a mini series on Netflix right now called Quarantine Tales, which is from Indonesia. And that's also cool in terms of five different directors um, and five mm. different shorts kind. And they, it was an exercise where we said, okay, what can we do in, during the pandemic? And this is the, you know, middle of the year in 2020. So like, Let's just make some films and see how we go. And right. so we we made sure to make it not just about the pandemic, but there were five shorts shot uh, with re- five super talented talented directors, each within a day, each with pandemic protocols. But it's not uh-huh. just about being in a mask and everything like that. It's right. Actually, each has yeah. quite different perspectives. So if you have a chance, check it out on Netflix. What's it called again? Quarantine Tales. Quarantine Tales, man. Just just. Give me all those titles in the in yeah, the yeah. 
Yeah, 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 I'll send it to you so you can so you can look for it. All right, thank you very much for your presence and uh, and your time, Tanya. I really appreciate it. WDRS Talk, executive producer of the Netflix uh, original Filipino anime series Trese, Tanya Yuson. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you were just like outro, and then we cut. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Thanks. I'll see you soon. Bye bye. Bye, Wolf. Thanks. Talk All to you right. soon. Talk soon. Bye.